On today's episode, Austin and Tim travel back in time to May 17, 1974 to watch six movies. George Pappard in the police thriller Newman's Law, Diane Carroll and James Earl Jones in the romantic drama Claudine, Lucille Ball in the big-budget musical Mame, the first half of Richard Lester's The Three Musketeers, Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby in the caper comedy Uptown Saturday Night, and ending the night with the martial arts black exploitation film Black Belt Jones, Cops, Gangsters, Sword Fights, Garbage Men, Rich White Ladies Singing, Afros, Soap Suds, Bogarts. It's all coming up next here on Film Geek Time Machine. everyone and welcome to Film Geek Time Machine. I'm your host Austin Kennedy. I'm Tim Kaiser. The other host. No. Not the, I'm I'm the main just Tim Kaiser. Okay. I'm just the guy who wandered in here. <laughs> what are and, you doing? I don't this know. My new but house. then I found out we happened to watch the exact same movies and used the time machine to do it. Whoa. Weird. <laughs> Anyways, uh it, Film Geek Time Machine is a podcast where me and Tim travel back in time with my time machine that I have found. And uh, what do we do? We don't stop any assassination attempts or anything like that or save it's people's lives. Nothing of importance happened in 1974. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nothing important. <laughs> no resignation by presidents. Nothing. Well, okay? since, since I'm a film geek, I'm going to use the time machine to travel back in time to random dates. This was not a random date this time. Because uh, you specifically chose this date. Yeah, you did. So because of one of these fucking movies. Yes. May 17th, 1974 is the date that we went back in time to. And what we do is we look at uh, the newspaper, and then we look at the times, and, make, and we pick like five to seven movies. And this time we picked six. We actually picked seven movies, but one of the movies we were late for, and yes. we ended up not and being able to see. So Although... We have a time machine. Right, but I want to... have stupid bullshit strict rules. I want to make sure we can, like, About see it like... cheating. Like, we actually can go back in time. Literally 20 minutes of cheating. Not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we picked uh, a bunch of movies. And before we go into the movies that we picked, I'm going to talk about um, the time period that we went to. So, we went back, like I said, May 17th, 1974. And the number one movie, or number one song was... The Streak by Ray Stevens. What? So I that only was the number one song ever. I'm trying to think of that song because I remember Guitars and I remember that song oh, by Ray it's, Stevens. It's just a novelty song, baby. Yeah, well, that's what Ray Stevens says that. But Dancing Machine by Jackson Five, which I thought was a newer song than that, but I didn't realize it was from '74. No, that sounds about right. The Entertainer. I didn't think that that song because we don't people don't think yeah. of that song as a Jackson Five. I staple. love that song. It's a good song. It's a great but song. But being it went to at least number two, I'm like, I yeah. feel like that should be like. It's not ABC. It's really good. Um, the Entertainer, which was um from The Sting. It was, it was an it's an old song, um by Scott Joplin. It's, uh, yeah. And then Marvin Hamlish re, uh, it adapted feel it like for it the It would movie. ever be on the radio during rock and roll. But it was a big. It was a big hit. Benny and the Jets, Elton John. Um, the show must go on. Three Dog Night, Band on the Run by Wings, Paul McCartney. 
Carney's band. Um, see if I. Re- oh, Joni Mitchell helped me. The main ingredient, Stevie Wonder. Don't you worry about a thing. Hey, some of these got, I don't got know. Some Gordon Lightfoot in there. Yeah, Sundown. There's a Stevie Wonder. Jim Stafford. Aretha Franklin. Oh, Aretha Franklin. Ringo Starr. Oh my my. Ringo Starr was. Oh, the payback, James Brown. So that um, that's from a uh, I want to say that's from a movie. Uh, maybe Slaughter or Slaughter's Big Ripoff. I think. You and your movies. <laughs> I, I don't watch movies, Austin. Cool in the gang. A uh, gang Hollywood's Hollywood swinging. All oh, right. God, Olivia Newton John had a hit in '74. Yeah. Wow. John Denver, Sunshine on My Shoulders. So. BTO. That was the time period we went to, and let's take a look at what was on that night. So I took a look, and we have Dirty Sally was a TV show. Convict. Well, that's that, R. That says that's, R. No, that's no, the second half of repeat. the movie. Repeat. Repeat. Is that what that means? That means repeat. Good times, oh. it's a repeat. It's a repeat. Yeah. So we're looking at the. Oh, it's the Black Jesus episode of Good Times. Yep. That is fucking epic. Good Times. Um, This was a National Geographic uh, special, The Bushman of the Kalahari. The Six Million Dollar Man. Toma, which was a. I looked it up. It was a TV show with Tony Mustaine and uh, Sanford and Son. Lots of Luck. I didn't know what Lots of Luck was, so I looked it up. It's a Dom DeLuise sitcom. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I want to watch that now. <laughs> the okay. Girl with Something Extra, which is a sitcom with Sally Field, where she plays someone with ESP. And I'm like, the girl was like, yeah. And then the bride. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. That's a different sitcom? Yeah. The Girl with Something. That she had? An, I'd never heard of that. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. She had G- Gidget or whatever. Yeah, and The Girl with Something Extra. There it is. I see you automatically had the page open. I did, because that was... a crazy show you had never fucking I heard was of. looking up, and then lots of luck I looked up with that Dom DeLuise. Oh, that my looks, God. I want to watch that. I that love... Sound, I'm sure it's terrible. So the Brian I Keith... I love Dom DeLuise, but that show's going to fucking The suck. Brian Keith show originally was called Little People during its first season, and then the second season was called The Brian Keith Show, where he plays a doctor for oh. at a free clinic for children in Hawaii. And I'm like, Brian Keith, We uh, he was in uh, Nevada Smith. That we reviewed. Oh, okay. So the Brian Keith show. So what the which little is people weird. references is the children that he's like. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so I was just looking at the... So that's exactly what was on uh, Sanford and Son. That was the last season. Oh, Dean Martin show. The roast of oh. Rowan and Martin. The laughing God, guys. they did a lot of... All, all those Dean Martin shows were just... That was just a roast show. Yeah. They just said, so this, Dean Martin too. This Dirty Sally show I looked up, It's a. it was a spinoff of Gunsmoke. Dirty Sally was, was a... was a half-hour show. Yeah, it was. Dirty, uh, Dirty Sally was a was a character on Gunsmoke, and they gave her her own show. I never even knew Gunsmoke had a fucking spinoff. I did but not know. I did like not know that either. So I thought that was neat. <laughs> so yeah, some of these I actually want to check Here we out. Go. I'm chain game fugitive bargains with Sally and Pike for a few. Oh yeah, hours they have the whole episode to visit thing, yeah. his expectant wife. <laughs> All right. And then, so, then, but we didn't watch any of the TV shows. We went to the movie theater instead. What? Yeah. Oh, I wanted to watch it on old 1974 television. <laughs> I do actually want to watch Lots of Luck, though, because I love Dom DeLuise. I want to see that show. All right. Like so, I said, it probably sucks. So, the, <laughs> this is um, the movies that were that we didn't pick. So, these are, just to give you an idea of what the time period is on this day, May 17th, 1974, we have Billy Two Hats with Gregory Peck, Desi Arnaz Jr. Yes, here it says, first there was Billy Jack, then came Walking Tall. Now this movie you've never heard of. It was Billy Jack. <laughs> and Billy Jack was also held, it was uh, re-issued. Re, uh, a much bigger ad for a movie. Well, that and that's an older old. movie because I think they were getting ready because the trial of Billy Jack was about to come out this year. The Sting was still playing um, because it won, week it, says. it won Best Picture. 
in yep. uh in, in set for 73. The con job is so amazing, it'll be better the second time you watch. The conversation, which is actually one of my favorite movies, and we just couldn't work in to see it. Because I really wanted you to see it. It's it's a Francis Ford Coppola film, and it's my favorite Coppola film. It's it's really good. And Gene Hackman's best performance, I think. A bunch of like weird westerns, Sonny and Jed. With Telly Savalas and Susan George, uh, the Frenchie, the, the Legend, Legend of, of Frenchie, Frenchie King. King. Another one. That's got some chicks beating. Yeah, up. yeah. Then we got John Wayne and McHugh, which was his, like, Dirty Harry. And then Busting with Elliot Gould and uh, Robert Blake. I think McHugh has sequels, though, doesn't it? Or McHugh one? does not have a sequel, though. I thought, I thought somebody Busting. said that. Cinder- I thought it was you. <laughs> Cinderella Liberty, which was a James Caan film. Mama's Dirty Girls. I like that poster. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty awesome poster. Papillon. Um, a Clint Eastwood movie uh, that he just directed it didn't star in called Breezy. Oh, with, this is uh, early, early Eastwood Holden. direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his third movie that he directed, oh, I wow. think. Um, yeah, his first two is Play uh, Play Misty for Me and um, uh, High Plains Drifter, which is an awesome movie. High Plains Drifter was before this? Yeah, I 73. Feel, it was feels, 73. feels like it was later. It was right before. America- those ones he starred in, too. Um, Exorcist There's, is still oh, playing. Blazing Saddles. With the classic Mickey cartoon, Mickey's Good Deed, oh, which weird. Why would they play that before? Mix with a Mel Brooks no. saddles. Let's put the most innocent cartoon. Right, American Graffiti, uh, The Great Gatsby, which I've never seen. The Great, The Great Gatsby with the one with uh, Mia Farrow and Robert Redford. Never okay. saw that one. Well, well, guess what? You still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it. All right, now we get pretty much the, a lot of the movies. This page seems to be the page of movies we the, saw. The Groove Tube was also out. Okay, so the, what we did pick, so we got six movies. We actually picked seven movies, but we actually miscalculated the movie, and we actually... What's this we shit? I miscalculated. Yeah, you suck, Austin. Um, I thought we would have time, but I guess we didn't. The first one we do is George Prepard and Newman's Law, which was kind of like a... Dirty, hairy, French connection kind of ripoff. It's kind of. his version of that. I, I went into it thinking that. We'll, 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 get, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. The next movie was a sneak preview. Um, and what they did so... Oh, that's right. Two of these yeah. were so not known. So it's kind of cool because um, back then when they did sneak previews, it just literally says, so I'll show you, special sneak preview. And then it says a heart and soul comedy. And at 2.15 and 8.15. So we saw the 2.15 version of this. And what's neat is that Back then, and, and up until like the mid-90s, when you saw a sneak preview, you either could see the movie before or stay afterwards and see movies. So you pay one price and you see two movies. We did that twice. <laughs> so we get yes, to see two sneaks. Because movies were so expensive for us to watch, we had to budget our money. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. So yeah, it just said sneak preview, and the movie ended up being Claudine. So when we looked, I didn't know exactly what it was going to be, so it was Claudine, which is with uh, James Earl Jones. Mame, which was a um, full-blown musical with Lucio Ball, which was a remake, a musical remake of uh, Auntie Mame from 1958 with Rosaline Russell. Well, and then they went to Broadway. Stuff. Well, they made a Broadway sorry, show. We're going to talk about Oh, yeah. We'll talk about shit then. Yeah, but they did a Broadway show, and yeah. then this was the the adaptation of it. Um, then we saw another sneak preview. So the first movie was, it was Three Musketeers, and then we stayed to see an, a sneak preview, which ended up being Uptown Saturday Night. That one I figured out because it said Sidney Poitier, Bill Cosby, Harold Belafonte, and I'm like, oh, that's Uptown Saturday Night. I knew yes. that. Um, and then lastly, this is the reason why we went back to this time, because I wanted to talk about Black Belt Jones 
I was playing at the historic Orpheum Theater, and I didn't even research. This was the only theater that this played in Minnesota. That does not say historic Orpheum Theater. No, the Orpheum theater it is sucked. now. It, it is fucking steaming pile of well, ugly so garbage. When we it, were there. Well, yeah, well, it was made whatever in the 30s or whatever, and it was pretty nice back then, I imagine. It's not, it's, and then it was a rundown in the 70s. It's cool now. No, but there was this period they, in the middle. They, where it was, uh, they have re- <laughs> they have restored it now, but it is yeah, it, it was a little rundown when we went. So and then yeah, so those are the six movies that we saw, and I've only there was a seventh. What was the seventh movie oh, we didn't see? So Austin? okay, you fucking well, piece of garbage. What we've done the I last watch the movie. What we've done the last <laughs> couple um episodes is that we kind of cheated the drive-in. Where we would be like, we won't see the first movie, but then we'll try to... Half the time, we'd already seen it. Right. So we'll try to sneak in. So we're like, well, let's go... Well, because there was a midnight show that we could have saw, and it was Woody Allen's Bananas. And there's no way Tim was going to sit through another Woody Allen movie on this podcast. I'm sure we will. But here's the whole problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already had to sit through a fucking Bill Cosby movie. Okay? Okay, so it was Bill Cosby and Woody Allen in the same episode. A little too much for Tim. I would have been... Ah, can I just be sad now? (laughs) So, um, but the movie was going to be, we're going to do Sam Peckinpah's The Getaway, which was the second bill at a drive-in. We got out of Black Belt Jones about 11.45, and by the time we got there about midnight, it was already like a half an hour, 45 minutes into the movie. So, we ended up not seeing The Getaway. It was the holdover movie from 72 anyways, so, yes, Sam Peckinpah, Getaway. Uh, Sorry, I was drinking something. (laughs) You were Um, drinking something. I have seen The Getaway, but I don't remember anything. No, I, I saw reason. it. So I've only seen it once, and I probably saw it like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, I and saw I'm a big Sam Peckinpah. Probably Peck- about the same time as you. I, and I like Sam Peckinpah. All right, so our first movie is Newman's Law. So let's pull this up here. So this stars George Pappard. Now, it's funny because I've never really been a big George Pappard fan, except then we watched Rough Night in Jericho, and I'm like, oh, he's pretty good. I kind of like... He's actually pretty good in this, too. I, I No, no, you know what? I'm, I'm kind like, of... George I'm, Pappard, maybe it wasn't terrible. I'm kind of coming around <laughs> on George Pappard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, well, good for you, because, well, uh, he really, I don't think he was that big of a success. I mean, he made that many movies. No, I don't think and so. He was to be 18. <laughs> right, right, right. So, oh, yeah, the 18. He's good in that. It's kind of like... it's. I think what they were going for was kind of like a rough, edgy cop movie and at first when i saw it it's uh, like cop drama right well when i watched the when i watched the um it's not an action film no when the i watched makes it look like a fucking yes. action film when i and then there's 10 minutes of action at the end and five minutes in the beginning yeah when i watched <laughs> the trailer i and you don't watch trailers when i watched the trailer it looked like it was going to be more of like a dirty hairy kind of thing i think it's more i think what they were going for more was more of a french connection like a more of because that's I mean that has a couple chases and stuff but that's it has more of a gritty drama yes, feel to it. Yes, it is going for that. I feel like it is. Well, I mean, it's synopsis time. That's, <laughs> that's your job. Get, do your fucking so job. So so he's a he's a cop. He has a partner, but um, played by Roger Robinson. I really liked him. As he's and he's a he's a black cop, yeah, so yeah. he's got yeah yeah. And this uh, this episode is chock full of black cops. <laughs> yes, and it's yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> well, this was right in the seventy four, so this is right when like the whole black exploitation craze was going on and they were just yeah. throwing um black people in movies. But I mean the, we are watching three black movies. movies. One was black a black cinema. Yeah. That's what I would call them. Yeah, three black and cinema for every sure. Every time when they if, if cops showed up, they made sure there were at least some black guys in those in cop uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was neat. Anyway, so it's it's kind of a standard cop story really where they're just trying to catch a drug dealer and there's like an Italian guy named Falcone or whatever and yeah, um, a real stereotype. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Um, but then there's like some police corruption going on in there. I'm also struggling to remember because this was like the first movie I saw. Yeah. I mean, in a, but in a nutshell, there's... I think that's the weird thing about this movie. I watched it and I'm like, eh, 
whatever. It was okay. And then I'm like, I don't remember anything about the fucking movie. <laughs> right? It's, yeah, it's... I remember Papard's performance, and I really yeah. and I liked his. Yeah, I remember performance. him and his like relationship with his dad was like sick and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So his yeah, his dad is in a nursing home. Mainly, what he's doing, he's just trying to catch some bad guys. He's doing what he can to catch them. So you know, obviously, he's bending the rules and stuff. He goes and illegally searches places, pops waterbeds. Remember, <laughs> he popped the waterbed. Yes, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Oh, that that character. Like informant. Oh yeah, guy? yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy was funny. Yeah, 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 that yeah. That yeah. was cool. But then there's some corruption going on, and there's, there's that one like crooked guy that's like trying to get him to like, hey, come on, work, work with this guy, and he is like always ratting him out. Like he's yeah, he's a, yeah, a real piece of shit that that guy. But then they find out that there's some corruption within there, and then uh, George Papard gets uh, or Newman gets uh, he gets suspended because he's, like framed. Well, he's framed for killing did. a guy. He well, shot a guy in the leg, and he hit him. A guy. A bad guy who was running away from him, and he shot him in the leg. Yeah. And then they're like, blah, blah, blah. You did just shoot a guy who was unarmed and was running away. <laughs> it's not like you're good at your job. Okay? But I don't think he... But I don't think he... But anyways, he was framed. He, did, he didn't actually yeah. kill him. But yeah, so then he's trying to figure out, like, who was in, in the department and stuff. And then at one point, he even, like, accuses his partner from... For, uh, At one point, I thought his partner was in on some type of yeah, thing with him. Yeah. Right? To, like, frame him. Yeah. That never happened. No. So, when this movie started, I was kind of really on board with the movie. Oh, the opening action scene yeah. is really cool. Well, the opening really shot. cool. It's like, the they're running. And it's well, the opening shot is cool because they're undercover as construction workers. Yes. And the first shot of the movie is you see a drill going into cement, and it pans up. It's a, an elaborate shot, actually. And then the camera zooms in across the street. You see... A guy get out of his car and walk, and then it zooms back out so you can see uh, Newman and his partner watching him. And then they cross the street, and then it zooms back in on them. That was pretty impressive shot. I don't remember any of this. I feel like I watched the movie a month ago. Right, right, right. Okay. So yeah, so then they chase the guy, and then they're and what I really liked about that scene is when they finally catch him, they, and they find all the drugs on him. The guy that they caught, the drug guy, he's calling George Part a honky. And his partner, who's black, is like, "What did you call my partner?" Like that, I love that. I like that camaraderie I between them because he was there for his partner. He's like, "Don't it's, call my guy a honky." What are you doing? It's weird, I guess, because as a white guy, I'm like, <laughs> "Is honky actually supposed to be bad?" I don't give a shit. <laughs> I think, I, I, think it, I think it was more back then. It was <laughs> I like, I, don't give a shit. I think what it was like. It was almost <laughs> kind of like the the uh, they were trying it to be like the the white you know the white n word or whatever. But, yeah, but. It didn't really stick. It, no, no. <laughs> Cracker weirdly felt like it kind yeah. of more stuck. Yeah, I think so. But nobody ever used it. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I thought that was neat. I really liked the camaraderie. So my, Pagoda's in this. I'm looking at my notes. Oh, yeah. I forgot. My favorite, so my favorite part of the movie is the relationship between uh, Newman and his partner. I really liked that stuff. I guess I like him and his... I wouldn't I would really call it a relationship with his dad because his dad's like fully like... His dad didn't say anything. No, his dad's, <laughs> his dad's a character in the movie who basically is played by a mannequin. Right. Okay? But he's there. So the action... There's really not any action in the film. There's that chase in the beginning and then at the end there's that shootout when, when he infiltrates like the, yeah. the bad guy's house at the end, Falcone. I thought the first two-thirds were gritty and good. Then at the end I thought it kind of lost a little steam where they were trying to make it a little more hard-edged. And this movie gets really grim, really dark. Oh, again, spoilers. Sorry. Well, um, Newman's... There's no sequel to this movie. You want to know why? Newman totally dead now. Okay? I, well, his partner gets shot and killed. Yeah. That was well, like, holy I, shit. Here's the thing. 
I thought Rosette saw that coming. Yeah, yeah At yeah. one point, I'm like, oh, his partner's going to die. His partner dies. <laughs> his partner also stands in the middle of a gunfight. Yeah. Just the wide open area. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm fucking dead now. <laughs> what so that was just like, whoa. But yeah, at the end of the movie, Newman gets shot, and then he just he just dies. I was like, holy well, shit. Well, he gets shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bad guy assumes Newman's dead, and yeah. then the bad guy starts walking away, and Newman like, yeah, 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 pulls his yeah. gun out. Says some one-liner, which I have no idea what that fucking was now. <laughs> and then shoots the guy and then kills every day. Right. Okay. So, and I also think, I think so I think George Pard is really good in this movie. And I would he love to see film. him more parts because what he does is, in order to be effective for acting, he does very little. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. he's less is more. Like, he is I just... I recently re-watched... Rough Night in Jericho. Yeah. And he's kind of like that in there, too. Yeah. I'm like, I don't hate this George Pard yeah, yeah. fella. And uh, <laughs> he's so dirty in this movie. Like, I don't think he... Like, it looks, oh. looks like he needs to take a bath. The whole movie. He's, the whole in, movie. In that opening thing, he's undercover as a, like, construction, construction guy. And then but he's he doesn't shower for the rest of the For, film. like, the rest of the... <laughs> like, ah, uh, dude, you were disgusting. Can you be take a slightly dis- take a less disgusting now, okay? <laughs> but no. I, so, uh, for me, I'm, going, I'm giving it a two and a half. Because I thought he was really good. And I really liked the first half of the movie. I do think it loses some memento and loses some steam. And I, the guy that plays Falcone is terrible. Ava Gordon's always good. Ava, yeah, he was fine. <laughs> he was in there as a guy uh, that trying to... So here's the there. thing. Yeah. I, you said something about this is like one of those uh, dirty, hairy yeah, rip-offs. it is not. And so I expected... After the opening scene, I'm like, awesome, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then there was like an hour of which... It was just I mean, investigation. This movie isn't and... maybe bad, but it's not what I wanted. And so yeah. I'm like, it's hard for me to rate because I'm like... Well, it's hard to rate a movie I for really, what it's not. I really wanted this to be a different thing. I'll give it two. Okay. Well, yeah, I thought it was going to be one of those movies that I could laugh at and make fun of, but it actually is kind of no, serious. it's very serious. And and it's, and it's and, and it's and it's not terrible. I don't think it's weird because I didn't like him, and then his dad stuff happened, and I'm like, oh, that's like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, I can. But the shootout at the end was pretty cool too. But yeah, um, but yeah. So two and a half and a two. That's Newman's Law. Um, but there's a reason why. You can't find it anywhere to rent. It's just like... You, it's, what you need is plutonium. That's how you're going to have to go see this fucking go movie. Go see this movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Our next movie was the sneak preview. So we go in. We had no idea what it was going to be. And all of a sudden, it opens up and boom, Gladys Knight's and the Pips just start singing. Yeah, and it was awesome. like, holy shit. This, 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 this The music is amazing in this movie. This, the, oh, yeah. I'm going to have the first to... of movies yeah. that has amazing music. Well, I collect okay. I collect surprise surprise soundtrack on vinyl. I'm I got to pick this yeah, up. Yeah, you're a fucking nerd. It's, it's really okay. I got to get this. Nerd. Anyway, so this is called Claudine and it stars uh, Diane Carroll and James Earl Jones. And of course James Earl Jones, everyone knows him as he's awesome a cool dude simba mufasa this is a really interesting movie because it's like um it has a very naturalistic kind of feel to it, it. it super naturalistic, right right and it's kind of neat because it's like it's just like a slice of life movie where you're watching characters kind of hang out and go through yeah. life flaws and all like I'm nobody like, is perfect in this movie what, like how, how, how what span of time do you think takes place in this movie six months maybe maybe yeah, <laughs> I don't even think that much, but yeah. Anyway, so Claudine, she's works. She's in Harlem, and she works um, at a. She's like a servant maid, whatever. Oh, yeah, she's like a 
cleaner. Or yeah, 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 cleaning yeah. lady for some rich white people. So, yeah, and then she keeps on seeing this guy because it assumes that you see him because you know because it, it sounded like they talked to each other before. Well, she's the, he's the garbage guy. Yeah, and as she was walking up, she looked at him and she gave him the eye. She gave, gave him the eye and it goes. Well, yeah. Well, he looks <laughs> he looks pretty good in this movie. He he's pretty, pretty hot. Like, he's like forty years old and he's like he looks great. Yeah, yeah, he's a good looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was wearing he's always wearing like a tank top and then of course the moment you hear him talk, you're like. Yeah, I want to fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So, but anyways, he's just really trying really hard. He's like, hey, why don't you go out with me? Let's go. We got to go out. And then she finds like, okay. He, he like blackmails her. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, oh no. Oh no. Is, <laughs> is this going to have Tim problems? You know what though? It, 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 but here's the thing. It kind of came across. It, that comes across a little weird. Yeah, kinda, yeah. But, but the rest of the movie, I'm like. This is just people. Yeah. They aren't yeah. like bad people or good people. No. They're just you're, fucking humans. And you're just watching them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I liked about beings. this movie. There is it. Yes. But when they go, he goes to pick her up, boom. He, she has six, six kids. He did not know that. I don't think and he assumed. I, don't, I think she knew he had kids, but I don't think he had six. He, has, he thought she was significantly younger than she is yeah. because she looks fucking She was phenomenal. like 36, I think, but... She'll just, melt your fucking eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diane Carroll's great. Okay. And uh, she's got a, uh, or an 18-year-old son. Yeah. And, and, that, and he's like, and he just thought there was a chance he was like 30 because she had a kid when she was 12. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I've heard of it. Okay. But anyway, so, of course, the, the kids at first don't like. Rupert is, the, is his name and Roop, that they call him. But it, it's just, the rest of the movie is just them trying to make things work. She's on welfare and there there's like real problems with like, well, if they get together, well, the welfare welfare might stop or, you yeah. know, stuff like that. Well, it's got this thing. Yeah. The welfare people, I mean, she also has a side job that they can't find out about. Right. Because of welfare. Yeah. yeah she yeah. doesn't make very much money at the no, side job. No. I think she shows up minimally here and there. I mean, the way she's able to afford like extra things like a TV and a toaster yeah. is yeah. because and of, the you welfare know, thing of like, they find out she has a boyfriend yeah. and if he gives her stuff, they have to like deduct it. I'm like, so you're in other words, if he gives her a gift, it's not a gift. Yeah. Like, that's not how gifts work. I'm not you sure. Idiots. I'm not sure that's how it works anymore. <laughs> or that's, that's how it was that's back then. But it was evil. just like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you got a present. Fuck you. We're going to murder you right. now. Okay. But then there's also things about, uh, you know, if, like subplots with their kids, like her oldest son, it wants to be a, like a revolutionary. Yeah, join all that. They stuff. all have their own personalities. Yeah. The kids are fucking amazing. Yeah, they're really good at this. Uh, all of them. There's yeah. six of them. They're all fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and then the, the oldest girl is like going out on dates and stuff, and yeah. who ends up getting pregnant yeah. towards the end of the movie, and you're like, oh shit. I I did really like this movie. I thought I it was loved good. I uh, good. I I did I like was it. Kind of like at the end of it, he finds out. Yeah. That he is a little bit defunct on his child support band because he has like three other kids himself. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. other parts of the country. Right. And he fucking never sees them. Right. Okay? Yeah. He, and then they start docking his pay and he's just like, I don't have any fucking money anymore. Yeah. He was going to marry her. Yeah. And they were essentially going to become a family and he's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Because I don't make fucking money. So he just runs out. Yeah. So he runs out and he gets drunk. He, he at one point, says he's going to move to like Chicago. Yeah. He's just going to disappear. And, and, and he does. Here's the thing. For the realism of it, I kind of wanted him to not come back, right, but also right. I'm like, I want him to come back because I like these people. Okay? <laughs> I do think there's a little bit of a misstep at the end when they have the wedding ceremony oh, in the house. The, the end scene where it's they're all so marching and happy, and I'm like, I, I was happy, but I'm like, this doesn't fit well, with what the movie. Well, what happens is at the same time the wedding's going on, her oldest son is... Um, at a protest, and the oh, the cops are chasing it's him. Like slapstick comedy. He up. shows up. <laughs> he shows up at the wedding, and the cops come and arrest everybody at the wedding. And everybody's in the jail and, and gets arrested, and they're in the back of the paddy wagon. 
End credits roll. And I'm like, what? And they seem to be fine with it. La, la, la. We're having a party <laughs> in the back of the paddy wagon. Let's party, wedding so, party. <laughs> because of that, I'm not going to give it higher than a three. But I did I'm enjoy the rest of it. Oh, I, I did I, enjoy I, the rest of it. I really wanted to give this movie like three and a half stars. Yeah. I really liked this movie. I was movie. close. I was and close. And I was at the end, I'm like, oh, still, this was fun. You can give it a three and a half. I'm going three and a half. Yeah. I really thought this movie was really cool. Yeah. And it's really different. Than any of the other fucking movies we watched. I think today, so too. Yeah, yeah. This this seems like something like maybe uh, Spike Lee would have watched when he was you yeah, know, younger possibly. person. Yeah. It's very much. There are parts of this where I'm like, hmm, Good Times was already on. Yeah, because we, yep, we yep, literally yep, yep, looked yep, at yep, the yep, TV yep, schedule, mm-hmm. but I'm like, yeah, this has some good times. I think so. But like, you know, real Good yeah. Times is full fledged comedy. Yeah. But with some drama you things. This is drama yeah. with periodically there's stuff that makes you happy yeah. because there's comedy. But it's only because in real life shit happens. Yeah. That sometimes it's humorous. I like so Diane Carroll's very good in the movie. She's oh, fantastic. She's so good. But James Earl Jones is so awesome. And so you will I don't think anybody has ever really seen him before since he's so loose in this movie. He is like, really. Like, cause usually you see him and he's very stiff and he the way he talks. But here he's just like, hey, baby, come over here, come over. Yeah. And seeing him like loose and he's, and talk and jive so, and, and okay, then, like sorry. he's awesome. How many of these movies had you seen before? Only Black Belt Jones. Oh, oh, really? Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. weird. You hadn't seen some of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these I would assume you no. would have seen. But I, yeah, so I thought it was really cool. And just seeing James Earl Jones, if you're a James Earl Jones fan, you have to see him in this movie because yes, he's I, so good. I think we all think of him as, you know, a voice actor or bad guy. Shakespearean, essentially. Yeah, that, absolutely. That quality sort he's of He's the bad guy in Conan the Barbarian, too. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. He is, yeah. yeah. And, but in this, he is just a black guy with yeah. a fucking job, yeah. with a girlfriend, who is confused and has emotions, and I'm like, he's fucking amazing. Holy yeah, shit, and and it's really movie. cool to see, like, especially because this was back then. Black black exploitation movies were all over the place. I wouldn't call this a black exploitation no, movie. This is a, this is a black cinema movie. I bet you studios are going, oh, another black movie. Let's put it out. They probably were probably just seeing dollar signs, but the people behind this movie, I think, genuinely uh, made a. A loving portrait of a black family. And yeah, I oh thought yeah, they yeah. did a really good job with it. A version of a family. Yeah. Because he has other kids and they are talked about. Yeah. They don't show up. No. In a lesser version of this movie, his kids would have showed up and they yeah. would have some other bullshit drama there, and stuff. No, they are people who exist, but we're never going to fucking There's some them. pretty okay. heavy shit in this movie, too. Like when uh, Claudine finds out that his, her daughter's pregnant, she, she oh, beats the shit out that's, of her. Well, that's the whole thing. I think, okay, like I said, all the kids are great. Yeah. Her two eldest, the oldest daughter and the oldest son, Mm -hmm. are fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Even though at the end, the eldest son has weird slapsticky stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great (laughs) in every scene. When he finally finds the James Earl Jones character in a bar, that whole fucking thing was awesome. Yeah, I like that. So this was a pleasant surprise i really like oh it was a sneak preview we didn't know what we're seeing i knew i knew that james Earl jones was in it that's all i knew yeah he is not the star because it's literally named after not his character yeah yeah yeah. okay (laughs) but yeah but i mean they're they're the co-leads yeah in in the film and their chemistry together is fantastic like the first couple scenes like when they go on their date and then i just love the real the realness where james Earl jones is just sitting there watching her parent her kids and she's yep. like go over here don't get that this like quit jerking off in the bathroom Quit, you know, like, oh, oh god that scene <laughs> they were on the date and then they and give a call she, she has a phone given call. The, her like eldest daughter yeah. 
the phone number <laughs> so she can call. Yeah. Because she says, your baby's in tonight. And he goes, yeah. I was going to go marry. I was going to go on a date with some yeah. guy. Yeah. It's going to go get knocked up. Okay. <laughs> I was going to go on a date with some guy. Okay. And she goes, no, you're not. You're fucking babysitting. I'm yeah. going I'm, I'm to go. She didn't say I was going to yeah. have sex. But I'm like, yeah, they're going to fucking pound this out later. Okay? They do. <laughs> they tried, though. It was, it was it yeah, getting yeah, delayed. Yeah. But when he, she calls up, she says something about he's playing with himself in the bathroom. And he goes, oh, you think all of you, all you, you never shut up about privacy and stuff. And I'm like, he's a freaking teenage boy. You ain't stopping it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says that. I love that. I'm you ain't was fucking like... stopping that. <laughs> Tie his arms down. He'll rub his dick on something. Okay. <laughs> no, it was pretty good. And it was this was directed by John Barry B E R R Y. I've never heard of this guy before, but he did a really good job. Yeah, it was Claudine's a good a good one. So then we got to stay for free to see Mame. Yay! Free movie. <laughs> so Mame is a Technicolor musical uh, based off of the Broadway. It was okay. There it is. Sixty six Broadway musical. Um, but the fifty eight film Auntie Mame. So I have seen the original film. I have not seen the original film. I and so did you like the original? No, film? I did not. And it's funny because it's pretty highly regarded. And Rosalind Russell was nominated for Best Actress or whatever. And and, and the same Austin, problems. Austin, what's my favorite kind of movie? Musicals. I fucking love this. Fucking no! Movie. <laughs> oh, no, I also was like, I'm pretty sure Austin might not like this movie. Wow. But Jesus Christ, I fucking love every fucking thing in this wow. movie. <laughs> I did not. So I, we're gonna. So no. fucking, I thought Lucy was amazing in this. So movie. I love the stupid kid was terrible. I love I love musicals <laughs> as well. So okay, Mame. Here it is. So this is um Lucille Ball, B. Arthur. I love B. Arthur anyway. B. Arthur, that's part of it. I'm telling you, when B. Arthur shows up, I'm like, well, I'm supposed to not like this movie. It's got to be B. Arthur in it. <laughs> and this is directed by Gene Sachs, who, again, directed The Odd Couple and was the yeah. goofy guy in Thousand Clowns. Yeah, it's a fucking good movie. That's why Austin. <laughs> oh, no. You suck. Oh. I knew it. I'm like, for some reason, I can feel that Austin doesn't like this movie. But I love musicals. I do mostly. Because I, I, I like I Broadway can... Serenade, and you didn't like Broadway Serenade. Yes, because you're a bad person. You only <laughs> like the bad movies, Austin. Okay. I loved Broadway Serenade for 10 fucking minutes. <laughs> the last 10 minutes, that. right. Okay. So, Mame, so what Auntie Mame is essentially the same plot as Auntie Mame. And what it is, it's. Um, okay, you tell me if what the similarities are because I've never fucking seen Auntie yeah, Mame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so, the kid, um, there's a kid, and he, what's his name, Patrick? His father dies, and he has one living relative, and that's Auntie Mame. So, the kid, along with. She inherits Gooch. Kid. Well, Agnes Gooch, like, who was she? It was like the nanny. She's the nanny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Agnes Gooch showed. So she brings the kid, and they go to New York, and Mame, Auntie Mame, is a socialite living, and it's, it's like, takes place at, what, in the 20s? Is it, uh, sure. Well, it starts in the 20s. I mean, the kid ages, fans, the kid ages well. 15 years yeah, in the yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. so I'm assuming it so, takes over time. <laughs> but she is, like, has parties, and she goes, brings the kid to uh, burlesque shows, and... Okay. <laughs> At this point, in yeah. the beginning, I yeah. assume this is about the relationship between about Mame and the kid. Then the kid's not in the middle third of this movie. Yes. <laughs> that's also the same thing with the, the oh, original okay. as well. Oh, there we go. Makes the, sense then. That's also the same problems also, I had with the movie as well. Fuck you. <laughs> I love that middle part. Okay. It's so terrible and stupid. Um, <laughs> I don't have the reason I like this movie is because okay. I can actively go like, this is just enjoyably bad. <laughs> So what it is the the first third half of the movie is is her relationship and she's 
her unorthodox way of raising this kid. She brings him to that school, which ends up having like new teachers. Oh God, shit. it's great. Well, part of the opening here, yeah. it starts like the first ten minutes. I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna like this fucking movie oh. because they're at the kid's like father's like yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Will reading essentially. That's right? John McGiver, who was in the gazebo, that British, oh, uh, British really? dude. Oh, well, oh, yeah, it was him. Yeah, I right, love right, that yeah. guy. Yeah. He was, uh, she was reading a thing, and or oh, you're gonna go to my 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 sister, yeah. Mame, or yeah. whatever Mame is short yeah. for. Okay, yeah. <laughs> is uh in in New York, and you're gonna go to a nice Protestant school. Yeah, and, yeah. Stuff, and I'm like, mm, I can already kind of feel like that's not shit's not gonna happen in this movie. Right, right, right. Of course, the instant he gets there, there's a fucking giant party because Mame has forgot what day of the week it is or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're supposed to show up. Sorry, on December 1st. She shows up and she goes, no, you're not supposed to be tomorrow. Today's November 31st. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then she goes through the whole saying and she goes, oh, shit. Yeah, there's no 31st in November, you stupid. <laughs> okay. But I actually was like, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, that's Lucia funny. Ball is a funny fucking lady. Um, and then there's also her best friend, who is Vera. Uh, who's a famous actress, and that's played by B. Arthur. I mean, we'll see if they're famous, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, well, Mame ends up losing all her money because of the stock market. Oh, yeah. This is, so oh, then, that's when it takes place. 1929 yeah. Yeah, yeah. is the beginning of this movie. So then she right. goes... Well, then she tries to get jobs and stuff. She works to work at a department store, tries to work, um, tries to be in a play with her friends. This movie is the assorted adventures of Auntie May. That's what it is. <laughs> and so then, um, then she, well, she meets Robert Preston, who's a, who ends up being like a plantation owner. Yes, in, the, in South. the South. Yeah. And so she gets married to him. Before you can say montage, they show their honeymoon and, and an avalanche happens and he's dead. And I was like, what? Was it the honeymoon? I don't it know was when a, that It happened. was a montage. But he died in the avalanche. I don't know when it happened. It was okay. just, it wasn't very clear. But now she has money again. Yeah, okay. yeah. She's got money. Um, so she moves back to New York, and then the kid's 15 years older now. Yeah, that's a huge time jump, yeah. And that's Bruce Davidson in a very young uh, role. So then it uh, follows them, and then he's going to get married, but Lucy Mame doesn't like him because they're a bunch of Republican conservatives. They did say political party. Conservative. They're, they're fucking horrible monsters. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. really bigoted. Right. They would have voted for Trump. <laughs> yes. They, they have, like, a servant. Yeah. Oh, who is a woman? Yes, a, a, a woman of color. Yep. When when she's not around, they tr they talk her down. Yeah, real terrible. yeah, like, yeah. And Mame is just like, yeah. And here's the thing: what's his face knew this. Yeah, and he was like the kid. I don't want you to meet her parents. because yeah. I know you're not gonna like them because they're pieces of shit, and you're not a piece of shit. And I just okay? want to uh, marry this high. And I just want to marry this chick <laughs> and that's who Lauren... really likes sucking my dick. Okay? <laughs> Lauren Hutton was, was the actress in there, early Lauren Hutton role. Yeah, that's pretty much the movie in a nutshell. Is like, oh, was he going to marry? Oh, but keep in mind, and... you forgot about the part, songs. Oh, yeah, it's a musical. There's a Full lot of songs, musicals. actually. So This movie has six fucking movies of plot in it, Yeah, because so much shit happens, yeah. and they still have time for like eight 10-minute movie series. This is the longest one. It's about two hours, 12 minutes. Yeah, it's... Um, it didn't seem that long. No, it didn't seem no. Um, Yeah, Lucille Ball, she's doing what she can. I think... I think they... Okay, you, you're the one who saw the original. Yeah. Did they loosey up the plot so that more slapsticky weird shit could happen? A like little bit. Like horse riding and stuff like that? A little I'm bit. Like, yeah. This seems like a Lucy thing. A little bit. And it might not have been in the Broadway No, I'd say a little bit. Okay. Um, But then B. Arthur. B. Arthur's probably my favorite part of the movie. Um, yeah, yeah she me. should be. She's I, I, I like B. Arthur and her songs. So, I'll, uh, okay, this is my problem. I have, I have a few problems with the movie. 
Okay. I really hated this movie. Good, good. You're allowed to. You're so, allowed to be wrong, Austin. That's America. Okay? I am. The performances and stuff were fine. I didn't. I'd give the first one a one and a half. The first what? The first Auntie Maine. The original. Oh, okay. And the reason why, and a lot of people like it. I, to me, how the movie jumped around and it's just like. So oh, it, does, it is like this. Yes. It's, it's, it's assorted things right. that have happened to this lady. <laughs> I wish the whole movie was just the kid. I would, that's what I thought That's it what I would like. like. This is what this movie's going to be about. And then the second then half the jumps. not in the fucking movie. Well, and me. then it jumps ahead 15 years without showing anything in between. And yeah. you're like, what the fuck's happening? Well, and, I mean, that can happen. And I, that, that I can understand, because the next big thing was yeah. when he gets married to this but any, <laughs> but, then, but then, like, what happened in that period of time? How close were they? I didn't get an indication of how things were going, like how they were communicating with each other. That was the fault of the original as well. Okay. So I had a big problem with that when I saw the original. So I checked out of the movie, because I'm just like, I don't care. I mean, if, if the movie doesn't care about its characters, why should I <laughs> not care about okay. characters. I, 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 so that I, was my... Thing. I don't actually disagree with any okay. of this stuff. Here's the reason I like this movie. Yeah. I fucking love Lucy. Okay? So, <laughs> no, I like Lucy. <laughs> and every time she does stuff in this, she fucking <laughs> nails it. My, She's fucking awesome. My other problem... And all the songs... I love every fucking one of them. So that was including my Including that horrible Nightmare Mame song that I can't get out of my fucking head. It's in my, been in my head yeah, forever yeah. now. I, I, I love it. I really, I didn't like the music in the movie except for the one song I liked the Christmas song. Yeah, the one that we've all know of. I know. I'm watching I didn't it, know I'm that like, was where that was from. Is that where this fucking song is it's from? Because like, this is like my favorite Christmas song. We need a little Christmas. We need a little Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. That was, this is what this is fucking from. I like I that part. use my... My future phone yeah, in the yeah, back yeah. of the thing. I look up. I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck, this is from this." Musical. I like that. Um, but other than that, and I really, really didn't like. I got to find her name. The, I, uh, Jane Connell's Angus Cooch. I hated her. I hated her performance oh, okay. so much because it was yeah. such an over the top, not funny, cartoony performance. It was just, okay. and I it's really weird. did not because like her. I in the fucking film. loved her. You did. I hated her <laughs> I in the movie. Her. I hated. She it. gets. They. She has literally never been on a date. And yeah. at one point, they glam her up. And my one of my favorite things is her glammed up is literally just wearing slightly better clothing. And she's not glammed up at all. Yep. But she gets knocked up like the next scene. She, yeah. She's now pregnant. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she disappeared for six months. Yeah. Because she went on one date and never came back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. I love it. Right. But then again, <laughs> it's losing sight of the focus of Who the movie. Who gives a shit? Which... This is what life is. This is the life of no. Auntie Mame. And she just lived a glorious life in her 60s. Again, I would, lo- I would rather have it be about the relationship with her and the kid. Yeah, under- would just I understand. Be, and that's, a, that's why I said that's what I had a problem with I the first movie. I fully understand and that's watching why. this movie and not like So this it. is a one for me. Because here's the thing. <laughs> I had heard this was bad. And so that might have been oh, what I went okay. into expecting okay. Okay. potentially a bad but enjoyable movie. And I watched it. And I was 10 minutes in and I'm like... Fuck this movie's I'm gonna love every fucking minute of the fucking movie. So what did you I'm this at a one. A, this is a fucking three and a half star movie. Wow. Wow, I this fucking is, loved this. What's and really I will funny. happily watch it over and over. It's funny because we um disagreed that far before, but usually it's the other way around. Oh. Like I give a three and a half and you're giving something a yeah. one. What did you just give this? A one? I gave it a one. This is odd because you will sit there and piss them out about movies and give it a two. Yeah. Okay. I really was <laughs> like, not like the movie. If I might piss and moan, no. I will happily if it's if it's a one, it. it's because <laughs> I found something redeemable in that movie. Okay? 
<laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm, no, I'm, I'm actually glad you liked it. But yeah, this is regarded as a pretty big flop when it came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I, I had heard that. And at heard, this time... This is the reason, This part of the reason is, this is the reason why Lucy yeah. never had a yeah. film career yeah. later on. Well, and she should have, yeah. because she was huge. Musicals, at this point, were pretty much dead in the water in yeah, the 70s. Yeah, this is also... And, this is, and right past the, the, the last anyway. 60s, the, the end of the 60s, they had like Hello Dolly and Thoroughly Modern Millie, Sweet Charity, yeah. like big musicals, and they all Well, flopped. nobody in this movie can fucking sing. And they all flopped. Lucy oh my cannot God. sing. She mostly just sort of talks a little bit. The kid is a fucking nightmare of not singing. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah, 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 yeah. It's a horrible nightmare of not being able to sing. Yeah. And the, I'm like, the God, that, why does that make like actually, a Actually, the Robert Preston, my favorite, actually, of the- Well, co- he's he's actually a guy who's from musical so, theater. He can sing. Music man, yeah. But the the that one- uh, Musical number, the choreography of that in the South, that was pretty good. It's good. But that was, good. Is that, has, was that song in your head? No, that was I not was a good song. Literally, we, we watch, we, <laughs> by the way we typically do this yeah, yeah. is we go see the movies yeah. and then we let it stew in our head yeah, and then yeah, we yeah. talk about it later. I think I can't, I can't get out of my fucking head. Oh, no. I'm like, oh my God. I'm having to, go, <laughs> to hop on YouTube and I'm like, I have to fucking watch that thing again. Well, I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I, I really. And, and me loving musicals, I was really disappointed because I'm like, I, I think I'm going to like this better than the original, and I didn't. <laughs> I oh, didn't, wow. I didn't like it better than the original. I can't imagine liking the original more because no, you probably won't. won't have songs. No, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> right. Then they'll actually try to make it good. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> they didn't even try. This movie sucks, and I love it. <laughs> All right, next movie is The Three Musketeers. So this was actually um, Richard Lester. He was most known for making the Beatles movies. He did the help. And Hard Day's Night. Okay. And and nope, he's most known for Superman 2 and 3. Oh, that's right, because he did 2 and 3. He came in for 2 and 3. That's right. I'm talking about for his good movies. Well, 2 is pretty good, but the Donner cuts more uh, of the thing. 2 was only good because there was Donner, another guy yeah. who made a good movie, and then they <laughs> threw him in there and said, we're going to make you do the shitty parts of this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, um, that does not, this movie's pretty good. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, the, but, but it was shot as one movie. It was a three and a half hour movie, and they decided that they had to cut it. So they made two movies out of this, Three Musketeers and The Four Musketeers. So yeah. this is the first half of the This movie. one says it's also known as Three Musketeers, The Queen's Diamonds. Yes. Because there's some Queen's Diamonds plot in it. And then the other one is <laughs> Milady's Revenge, I think is yeah, what they did. So yeah. with, with, with okay, they did. as you said, I don't watch trailers. I had to watch trailer in this movie because it ends in a fucking trailer. And I'm like, well, I got to watch this fucking trailer. <laughs> it ends with the scenes <laughs> like, from Four Musketeers. Oh, we a, we've already made yeah, this yeah, other yeah. movie, so here's a trailer. <laughs> so I'm trying to think. I've seen maybe three, two or three other versions of Three Musketeers. I've seen the 93 Charlie Sheen, Kiefer Sutherland, and Oliver Platt one. I mean, isn't uh, The Man in the Iron Mask essentially a Three Musketeers That's movie? That's Fifth Musketeer. So it's like, it's a sequel to Three Musketeers. because Well, a there was story. a sequel that, to this. Yeah. To these two movies, they came out like 89, apparently, yeah. which I had not known Yes, about. Return of the Return <laughs> yeah. of the Musketeers, which I will be talking about. I haven't seen it. Um, but Richard Lester also directed it. I don't know what you're going to talk about, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen either. Um, but yeah, so it stars Michael York as D'Artagnan. You got Oliver Reed, Frank Finlay, and Richard Chamberlain as the Three Musketeers. Yes. Raquel Welch is in there, looking yeah. looking fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Weird, Raquel Welsh. Oh, this is our second good. Raquel Welsh because she was in Bandolero. This episode has added a lot of people who have now had <laughs> a couple more than of one movies. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George Papard of all people. And Oliver Reed. <laughs> Oliver Reed. Got yeah. in there too. Charlton George Heston again. Chuck Heston. Oh, God. Yeah, what is this? He's like a cardinal. This is like his fourth. Yeah. Uh, Faye Dunaway. So she's the Milady to Winter. Christopher Lee. As as uh, is, the henchman, the count. That's right. He, he starts yeah. right out, and I'm like, oh, he's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're not familiar with it, it starts off with D'Artagnan. He's going to town. He wants to be a musketeer. The musketeers have disbanded or whatever, or they're about to disband. 
No, they oh, they don't disband yet. No, that doesn't happen in this movie. That'll be in the. And four. there's there. That'll just, be in. Sorry, that'll be in the Four Musketeers. Spoiler piece. Of I actually garbage. haven't seen Four Musketeers, but sorry, oh. I'm just thinking of the story of the Musketeers. But yeah, yeah that might they might not have because I yeah, mean yeah, yeah. they I don't know they had to make a long movie because I'm pretty sure that book is fucking thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what what happens is that he wants to go to town, but he runs into all the Musketeers. They all think he's rude, and they're like, "We're gonna teach some manners. Yeah, uh, we'll have a duel at noon. You have a duel at one and two, and so they all show up there." But then they just end up fighting uh, the Cardinals' men's anyways, and then yes. they became friends. If you've friends. seen Superman 2 and 3, yeah. they are full of horrible gags, yeah. is the problem with 2 and 3. Yeah. In this, almost all the gags land. Oh, the, absolutely. It's actually funny. Well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Shit. yeah Richard... Never mind. That's why they hired him to put these gags in, because yeah. he can do it good. Yeah, he can. I, maybe this was the last time he did yeah. it good. I don't well, know. Also, D'Artagnan <laughs> also ran into, before the Three Musketeers, ran into Christopher Lee as well. And who yes. kind of slighted him? And, yeah, but and uh, he didn't get that the, the shit kicked out of him. Out of no, him. Yeah, no, he, got, he just got the shit. Kicked out of him. <laughs> well, his sword got broke like, right. immediately. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of stuff going on with um, the lady waiting. We got Raquel Welsh, and she's married to this the 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 inn owner who is British comedian Spike Milligan, who is a fucking weirdo. He's weird, but he's funny. In oh, I love. Oh, I'm a big Spike Milligan yeah, fan. He's funny. It, it's really his, odd that you're married to who? He's actually this does is, not make sense to me. <laughs> you have to watch. He he is a guest appearance, Spike Milligan, on The Muppet Show, and he's fucking awesome. Like, I love Spike Milligan. Oh, God. And he's in a couple, awesome. he's in History of the World Part 1, he's, he's, oh, he's no, all over the place. He's, he's fucking funny. He's yeah. A, he's a comedy He's dude. terrific, and, uh, <laughs> but he's so weird, and that's, but it, but it works in this movie, you know? Yeah, well, everybody's weird in this movie. Even the people <laughs> who are supposed to be dead serious, oh, actually, I guess Chris Lee is, even Chris Lee has, Chris has, a, couple of, has a couple of jokes. He made does a couple of uh, jokey jokes. Well, D'Artagnan goes stays at this inn, and it's owned by Spike Milligan, and his wife is Raquel Welsh, who kind of works with the queen or whatever. And there is kind of like a romance going on between like the King Louis of France and the queen or whatever. And then there, there's like they're having like some cheating going on, so they're like trying to figure out yeah what's going on. It's funny because the way that this movie is shot and edited, I think it's well done. But it doesn't always. At, at, at times, you're like, "What's what? What's happening now?" However, you sort of eventually always, figure out a version of what's yeah. happening in the plot. But I'm like, I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> but at the same time, I didn't care because I was having fun because of what's on screen is it's fun. fun. The weird thing about this, yeah. this movie is called The Three Musketeers. Yeah. Three Musketeers are not really in this for like a good half. The middle half of the movie. <laughs> The Three Musketeers are not even a part of the plot. Well, they literally all look like they've died. And I'm yeah. like, well, then I know for a fact they're in the sequel, so well, I'm pretty sure they're not dead right now. D'Artagnan okay? has always been the, he's always the, he's the, the main star. Of yeah. The, of, he's always been the main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, the Cardinal is kind of ruling over the king under the king's, you know. So the Cardinal's kind of the bad guy of this movie, and Christopher Lee's his henchman. The Three Musketeers are the king's guards where then there's the cardinal's well, guards the that are working with the guards yeah the musketeers they just happen to be three of them that call themselves the three musketeers you're right 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 <laughs> but there's a whole musketeers yeah. uh, uh, thing that is they don't but, say they use muskets but whatever right 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 right, right. <laughs> well anyways there's a bunch of stuff going on good guys bad guys sword fights um oh the sword fights in this are really oh, good oh they're super fun this is from 74 and yeah. i'm like holy shit yeah. i also had re- i had seen the mark of zorro yeah Way back in the day, I'm like, sword fights and that are really good. Yeah. There's a lot of waiting for sword fights in that movie, but yeah. when there's a sword fight happening, it's No, really it's good. pretty good. Um, Michael York as D'Artagnan is good. He's He was in Logan's Run. He has this, yeah, like, voice, good. though, where he's just like, okay, now, let's go get them. Well, he's, that's, that's what the... he's trying to, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he wants to be a musketeer, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's trying to act it up. 
He's I, great. I, that's what I felt like to me. He's yeah. like, I'm going to act like I'm super cool. Like well, we kind of act like that in every movie. But yeah. <laughs> that's just my York. This is when it makes sense. Right. <laughs> the opening, I love the opening of the movie, the title sequence, because they just, you see the sword getting out of its, like, uh, sheen or sheath oh, yeah. or whatever. Oh, the opening credits It's like, boom. And then you see, like, these swords, like, fighting and clashing. Yeah. And then you find out it's D'Artagnan um, training with his dad. Yeah. Who I think is Joss Ackland. Yeah. He's the bad guy in Bill and Ted's bogus journey and Lethal Weapon 2. But oh, that guy's awesome. Yeah. So, but he's, he, he's, he's his so father. fucking cool. In the movie. But is it's that weird? Yeah. What in that duel, opening duel thing, his dad does his roll maneuver, and I'm like, oh, that's going to come back. It kind of does on work. <laughs> <laughs> because I forgot what this movie is. This movie has turned Three Musketeers into a full fucking slapsticky thing. It is. It has to have awesome sword fights in it. <laughs> yeah, so there's some action. They, uh, they've definitely put a lot of humor and a lot of comedy in this movie, which is funny. The Three Musketeers are all good. Oliver Reed is awesome in the oh, film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Frank does, Finlay. He's, he's Frank Finlay's Porthos is hilarious. He's the drunk one oh, that's like, oh, I yeah. loved him They're in the movie. They're all good. They're, all three of them are really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Geraldine Chaplin plays Anne of Australia, and that's who uh, it's the, that's who is having the affair that's with Chaplin's King daughter. Lou. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Christopher Lee's awesome in this movie. Yes, and the, the one of the uh, I thought one of the coolest sword fights is the one they're fighting in the dark and they're having those lanterns. Oh yeah, it's cool. And well, the, in order to not to be seen, you know, they're hiding the lanterns, and then yeah. boom, they pull out the lantern and, and yeah. the sword comes out. I thought that was a lot of that fun. Was, that was one. Of, that was where it really got surprising because I'm like. Uh, D'Artagnan didn't win that fight. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Matter of fact, the Musketeers, I expect them to be super ass kickers. And I'm like, uh, they got their ass kicked a lot. They don't. They almost like never win a fight. The no. only time they really win a fight is the fake bullshit fight where they're doing it to steal food, which is fucking amazing. Oh, there's a scene where that is the fucking they're, coolest. They're trying fight. to steal food because they don't have food. They and have then, this fight that they're faking, and then and in the middle of it, they basically steal food. Well, <laughs> well, like he like stabs a piece of bread, and then he flicks it over, and then Aubrey catches it, and puts it behind his cape. D'Artagnan is helping too. He's like, oh, I see what's going on. Did you? <laughs> Yo, I thought. That was hilarious. I was really surprised at Charlton Heston. He wasn't Charlton Heston it up. He kind of like was a little bit, but he wasn't he like not. He's got the voice, There's right? Right. But I think like... he was like kind of his voice was a little more muted and not. Yeah, as, he was a little more understated in this he film. Is, he is the actual villain in this movie. Yeah, and so I mean, Christopher Lee is a villain, but he's but, he's working for the Cardinal. Yeah, but and I'm Cardinal sure is he figures out yeah. that they have this weird double backstab has happened to him and he's like and I'm like so that's why there has to be another fucking movie because obviously he ain't going yeah. anywhere okay um Roy Kinnear plays um the I don't know where he just kind of shows up he's the the servant guy that follows D'Artagnan yeah, around he does, there's no ex well at one point early on they tell him here's some money so you can buy like a servant okay yeah, 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 yeah. and then that's he his servant and yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. is a fucking funny ass so Roy uh, Roy Kinnear is pretty much an he must have been really good friends with Richard Lester because he's in almost every Richard Lester film. Oh, okay. And he's really good. Now, there's a little bit of sadness that I, I want to talk about. So, oh, no. they made a return of the Musketeers. Yes. Um, in 1989, and the movie doesn't have any of the same actors. It it does. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does have some of the same actors. And pr the problem is what what happened was it didn't really get seen because there was a lawsuit with that movie because during the filming of the movie Roy Kinnear fell off his horse and broke his neck and died. And what? And the and, he, and the, they got sued. Holy Jesus. Yeah. And there's a so there's a scene in the movie. This is during like so, the 5 year period where people in Hollywood people would show up and get on horses and break their neck. Yeah, it was in 89. <laughs> so when when I was watching the movie though cuz I I already knew that. 
And I'm watching Roy Kinnear, and there's a scene where he falls off the horse, and I'm just like, oh my god. You know, he, like, so, hit, he like hit a tree dead right, on. And I'm like, oh but shit. That was, but, and that actually, that one looked kind of real. And he, but he lived. Because looked slapsticky. And I'm like, I but, think that might have just happened. But 15, I didn't know about him dying on a horse But 15 later. years later, yeah, 15 years later, he passed, he passed away. I Holy wanna, shit. Yeah, I want to see, uh, for, I, let's see, Michael York, Oliver Reed, yeah, it's like. Oh. They're all in there. Everybody's in there. See Thomas Howell's in it, though. Christopher Lee's this back. Guy Richard Chamberlain. Christopher Why Lee. Why is he not in this part of the thing? He's working Richard Chamberlain yeah. forever. <laughs> so it pretty much has. Yeah, Christopher Lee. Holy shit. Kim Cattrall. Wait, 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 wait. Here's the thing. I haven't seen four Musketeers. I just assume Christopher Lee did not live through more Musketeers. I have no idea. <laughs> but so he does. We'll have to find out. <laughs> but anyways, it didn't really get a release because of that. Yeah. So oh. yeah, there is Death of Roy Kinnear. It was actually killed during production. Well, yeah. guess what? Both of those sequels are in our time that we're allowed to travel to. So right. maybe... I don't know if this got a U.S. release, though. That's why I don't know. We'd, maybe we'd have uh, to travel a time to the uh, United Kingdom or something. Yeah, well, we were, <laughs> I, I, maybe we were already planning on going to L.A. later this season. Yes, that's right. Secret behind-the-scenes information! <laughs> but no, I thought Three Musketeers is good. It's a little convoluted just by the way it's edited. I have a feeling that if I watch it again, I'm going to like it more. I actually, I I agree. I believe because the plot in this is so just sort of there, and then periodically it just says, "Oh, we met. We got to put a plot in this movie. Here's a bunch of plot shit." And I'm like, <laughs> "Go back to sword fights, okay?" But I'm like, "Okay, there's some plot with some." The queen has got like given her like all the uh, diamonds, her diamonds yeah, 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 to yeah, yeah, to, a, yeah. to Lord Buckingham, yeah, because she wants to, she's in love with him, yeah. And then Porthos has to go there and get yeah. them back, but. Somehow two of them are missing. Right. So Lord Buckingham like makes fakes that are perfect. I don't know. Like, does it like twenty minutes? But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Faye Dunaway is like hardly in this movie, so I'm guessing she's going to be in the second one yes. a lot more. She was. That's why it. it's called Milady's Revenge. Okay. Yeah. So okay, that makes sense. So uh, she's going to be in it more. But no, I'm going to give this a three. And if I watch it again, I could give it a three and a half, maybe. So, I think it's a three. Yeah. And you're right. There's a chance I either like it more or less if I watch it more. I don't, I don't know. I think I'm going to like it more. I, I, I probably would. I really was smiling surprised. through the whole movie. It was fun. Yeah. So that's Three Musketeers. I think it's a pretty fun adaptation. It is. Of, it's of fun. I had heard it was good. And I definitely... I'm actually really surprised but, of a guy of my age. Yeah. I've never seen this fucking movie. Yeah, I, I have never seen it. I feel like it would be all over the fucking place. Because my action is awesome. I, I feel like that for next season, we're, we got to go to 75 to see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I definitely think that's perfect. And then uh, eventually, <laughs> Maybe nine, watch I guess, that one? we can figure out a way to see that one. Right. Um, next movie. So then that was the sneak preview. So then we stayed to see the sneak, which was Uptown the, Saturday the Night. Uptown Saturday Night, which is Sidney Poitier... Um, directed it, directed, and he also yeah. stars in it with Bill Cosby. Now, this, here's the thing. Yeah. I had no recollection. I'm pretty sure I'd seen that list that said yeah. Bill Cosby, yeah. but I also, that list went on forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I assumed Bill Cosby's going to be in this movie. Bill Cosby is the co-lead of this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's yeah. all over the fucking place it's Sydney, in this movie. Sidney Poitier and Bill Cosby. <laughs> now, he made a series of movies with Bill Cosby, so this was the first of them. Yeah. And they're not related or anything. They are but not that's another thing. I, I actually told a friend of mine I had seen this, yeah. and he goes, oh, but they made two sequels. And I'm like, oh, not really. They're they not are, sequels. They are actually people that look yeah. identical, and they have different names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was Uptown <laughs> Saturday Night, and then it was um, Let's Do It Again, which I've seen that one. 
Okay. Um, and then Piece of the Action with also has James Earl Jones in it. I haven't seen oh, that one. Oh, okay. Oh, that's like a two and a half hour movie. I looked at it I was like, Jesus Christ, why oh, is that two wow, and a half hours? Oh, God, I don't know. Because <laughs> here's the thing, I didn't hate this movie. I don't think I could sit through a two yeah, and a half hour I didn't, movie. I didn't, no, I, I, no, I didn't old, hate this movie. It would get real, real old. I didn't real hate this long. movie at all. It, so this is a really interesting, or a, kind of a fun premise, like a caper premise. So Sidney Poitier, Bill Cosby, they are friends. What is their name? Steve Jackson. And Wardell. Jackson and Wardell, they, they're kind of like uh, blue-collar workers. One of them taxi driver. One works at a steel mill. Yeah. And, which I love that opening shot of the steel mill, by the way. Oh, There's yeah. really, some really cool shots in that. It is. That was really Here's cool. the thing. There are parts of this that are directed well, and other parts that I'm like, oh. Well, okay. <laughs> maybe it wasn't He also day. directed Ghost Dad later on, so with Bill Cosby. God, I so. forgot about that. <laughs> God, they directed that. Yeah, yeah, he did. Nobody even. I think knew this was the a monster that was in that movie. No, but we all knew that movie sucked. So this, <laughs> I, I want to say this was his third, his third film. Oh, really? Okay. So as a director, Sidney Poitier, I think Buck and the Preacher was his first one, and then um, Warm December was his second. But then I that which was I didn't really care for that either. Anyways, Uptown Saturday Night. So what they do is they want to go out a night out on the town. Let's go and well, mostly Bill does. Yes, he and kind of Sydney is like whatever. Along. I can't remember their character names when I have. So no they sneak out <laughs> one in the morning. They go to a place called Zenobia's, and it's like this high end. Um, and it's cool because this is it's pretty much just like all black people in this movie, which oh, is yeah. awesome. It's just the, the, the white people are basically background people. You see an extra that's every once in a while, like oh, there's a white guy. Yeah, but yeah, but I think it's really cool. It was, and uh, what, so what happens is they go to this place, and there's gambling, and there's some hot mamas over there. Hot mamas. And one of them is rolling them dice. Yeah. She, she comes back later. Yeah, she does. I liked her, actually. She, <laughs> she was cool. She was awesome. Now, um, so they're playing a game of craps. They're winning money, and the place gets ripped off. And they take... Uh, not ripped off. Held up. They get held up. Full yeah, yeah, yeah. flown. Yep. Three, four guys. Yep. They make everyone strip down to their underwear. Except and that they... one lady who wasn't wearing underwear. <laughs> yes. That's right. That was Don't an easy scene. Hold hoochie mama or whatever they yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy fun. Um, so what, what happens is, though, so, you know, they get their wallets and everything taken. Well, the next day... Now, it's funny because I feel like that they should have set up that he bought a lottery ticket. But they didn't even set that up. No. All That's of a sudden, the problems with this movie. Yeah, I was just—I wish they would have set that up. But anyways, they were watching the news, and all of a sudden, wait a minute—that sounds like my lottery numbers. They won. We won fifty thousand yeah, dollars. At that point, I'm like, because here's yeah. the thing: the parts of this movie where it was just Sydney Poitier's yeah. character and his wife are boring and lame, and I'm like, oh really? I actually like them because I because I was just enjoying the rest of it, and I'm like, okay. oh, we're back to them. This is gonna be boring. It's I actually like this standard relationshipy shit. I thought I saw first... a much better version of this movie two movies ago. Oh, movies ago. funny. <laughs> I, thought the fir- I thought the first scene of them together was on par with that, in my opinion. I thought okay. I really liked that. Anyways, now he's like, we gotta get that money, Wardell. We gotta go. We gotta get that money. Yeah, so yeah, Apparently he informs her what happened at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. had been keeping this yes. secret, yep. and he was like fake sleeping when she was trying to ask her yeah. questions, yeah. and then he finds out the thing, and he goes, Guess I better tell her that we could be rich if I commit repeated horrible crimes right now. <laughs> so the rest of the movie is Bill Cosby and Sidney Poitier going around trying to find the money by tracking down gangsters, going on the street, talking to to prostitutes, whatever. And Only then Richard Pryor. Oh yeah, Richard Pryor. Sharp Eye Washington. He was a movie I want to watch is called Sharp Eye Washington. Okay. <laughs> Richard Pryor is a private eye who is, ends up being a con man he's that rips him eye. off. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Hard, he's a con man who has had numerous other things. <laughs> he gets arrested. 
literally a minute later after yep. he's taken they, some money. Do not get the money. Roscoe Lee Brown back again. Oh God, Roscoe Lee Brown was amazing. Yeah, yeah, his entire character was fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His politician or whatever. Oh God, he, and who was he married to the crapshooter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people he who are who have showed up yeah. are black, so he completely changes into like African garb and yeah. he completely hokies it up. And I'm like, yeah, if, tr- if those are whiteies, you would have fucking been completely changes different. the face of Richard <laughs> oh, yeah. Nixon to Malcolm X. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was funny. Um, and then the, there's also a scene too where they go into a bar trying to find Little Seymour. You gotta find Little Seymour, and then who's the big guy's name? He's like, I'm big so and so. And then oh god, that fight that, was awesome. There's a funny uh, slapstick. At fight one point, in there. the little little Seymour yeah. is like standing on a bar, yeah. and the big guy just sticks his arms out, yeah, and, and he runs across his arms yeah. and then jumps on them. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, that was epic. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, the it finally leads to the big guy, which is. Um, Harry Belafonte plays um, Geechee Dan. Unrecognizable in the movie. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to. He looked like he was going to die of a heart attack. I'm going to admit it to a thing right now. I didn't know that was Harry Belafonte until you just now just said it. Just now. Right now. And I'm like, that was Harry Belafonte? Holy shit. He was pretty much on cotton in his cheeks. Like Martin Brown. Except for this is. Had that had time to become like two years. a meme thing? Oh, Godfather was huge at this. Yeah, time I know, now. but the cotton thing. When would they when they filmed this? I don't know. <laughs> so they put the cotton in his mouth, but like his face, his eyes are always bloodshot, and his face is like a little red in it. Like it looks like he's gonna oh, have yeah. a heart attack in every scene. Yeah. So I wonder, like before every take, no, no, if, he would've, if he just would have, if he just would have like roughed his I believe, face up. I believe he did. Because he looked, I believe he was good. Yeah, yeah, he because was. That was crazy. <laughs> I can't believe you. Just... I didn't even know that. And then Kelvin Lockhart plays the guy that actually held up. Oh, the, Flip the Wilson's place. amazing in this movie. Um, too, oh, Flip Wilson as the Reverend. Oh God, I, I've always loved Flip Wilson, but he is. Epic he shows up it. as the Reverend. I expected him to end so, up being like the actual bad guy. It never happened. So then <laughs> there's a big confrontation at the end where they're trying to get the money, and there's a car chase where the great green screen or oh, <laughs> rear projection God. of him on oh, top of the car it's was hilarious. bad. It's but very. It's, it's yeah, very yeah. black dynamite. So just like the next movie, which is very black dynamite. Yeah. So the last <laughs> Okay. So this movie, I, I have two things. So I actually really like the first two thirds of the film. Okay. And I didn't like the last third of the film. Um I thought it loses steam because I thought the energy was good. I actually my favorite part of the movie. And, you know, I know it's Bill Cosby. I really like their play with each other. Oh, no. Bill Cosby I, is, is funny my, in this movie. This is my main problem with this movie. How much I like Bill Cosby. He was really funny. And I'm like, I don't want to like you, well, Bill. Soon, you're horrible, but you're good at this movie. Soon, you're actively better than yeah, Sidney yeah, yeah. Poitier. Oh, which doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> Sidney Poitier. Yeah, he, I mean, well, it's, fun, it's cool. Well, I figured out later on, Sidney Poitier is playing it as like an... Yeah. doofusly ignorant yeah. dude and I'm yeah. like you're too good at this because you come off as being shit. well it's so stupid, funny okay? in Sidney Poitier in, in all his other films he kind of talks like a white guy he kind of has he talks very proper well, yeah. and so it's nice to see him kind of let loose and be like okay mama and blah 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 you know and it's well, cool we've seen, seen him in two other movies but one of them ever talked yeah okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of cool seeing him in this movie like fast and loose Bill Cosby is really funny in the movie I love the scene when he, he they're going to the bar and the guy Gets thrown. You see a guy get thrown out of the bar. He's like, "Sydney Putty, did you see that? Yes, I saw that. And then I'm if a guy comes, a dude hits me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess him up. And like just the well, way yeah. he's, I feel, he's so oh, funny. I felt like in this though, because when he was yeah. talking with his wife, yeah, he talked more like what I consider Sydney Poitier. Yeah, time, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he was doing this, yes. I'm gonna black it up. Yeah, I'm like. 
I don't know if you're actually very good at Black and <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if he's either. <laughs> but I really like their interplay with each other. And then when it was stuck on that, and just seeing them at the, seeing Bill Cosby play craps, he was like, oh, come on, yeah, mama, mama. And yeah. it was just fun like, to watch. God damn it. The like, problem is Sidney, Bill Cosby is legitimately a comedy god. Yeah, yeah. And he's really <laughs> annoyingly good at this movie. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I... It's it was the thing that really tore me. But here's the thing: yeah. I may have to fully agree with you because my favorite parts about this movie are before they found out where the lottery ticket is yes. and they figured out yes. how to get it. Yes. I'm like, I just liked it when they were wandering around and they were just like, yeah. I don't know what to do next. Yes. So now we're gonna go to do this. Now and that's what, we're gonna get a fight with a little guy. <laughs> I thought the problem though is when they started when they actually met the guy that did it. I thought the pacing slowed way down it did it goes to a halt it, it suddenly even... there's a plot yeah and this movie does is no good with plot no it's good with crazy shenanigans yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what the, the problem i had was the, the the right when they get caught and they're taking them out to the car literally it's like a minute scene of them like struggling oh, yeah and i'm like that could have been cut down to 10 seconds that, that could be nothing yeah as much as um you like flip wilson I don't hate Flip Wilson in this movie. Like, he's at the beginning you know, at the, the church. Thing. Flip Wilson in this movie is just being Flip Wilson. Yeah. Okay, well, so of course I'm going to like well, it. Well, he's in the first part but of he the... isn't like being a character. Well, he's no. being himself. <laughs> so he's a reverend. He's given a sermon. In the beginning, he gives a little bit of a sermon, and he's like riffing a little bit, and that's cool. In the last 20 minutes of the movie, he gives like what seemed to be a four to five minute sermon. Oh, yeah. It goes on. It it's literally stopped just... Stop the movie dead in its tracks for a movie. Right. It's kind of just him... Oh, they gave me five minutes. I'm just going to wing it, but I'm going to wing it a little too hard. But okay? in the last 20 minutes of the movie, the last act, which should be full of energy and action, stops the movie dead in its tracks. Yeah. I had a big problem with that scene. Yeah. I was like, they could have cut that out. I like Flip Wilson. I would rather have watched a stand-up routine. So, that's, yes. so I mean, he's not that he was bad at what he was doing, no, no. but it just stopped the movie. And I'm just like, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Bill Cosby. <laughs> Harry Belafonte and Sidney Poitier in this movie. I forgot well, about that. Not for that. Not for that ten minutes. No, <laughs> it was just too. And then they have the big picnic thing, and then just the ending. I thought was really underwhelming when he, you know, jumps down with those really bad dummies of the. Oh, when they really? jump onto the I river. Know. I mean, for this movie, it was funny. We had literally just watched the worst, the worst reprojection shit yeah, I've yeah, ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, it makes sense. Well, the, like, you can't, you can't swim, and then right. he jumps in himself, and I'm like. Dude, that fall will kill both of you. But that is a huge fucking bridge. <laughs> so it, it, it the, so what? But then the movie ends with you know they both dive in, and then all of a sudden you don't see Bill Cosby again. No, I think that the next scene was filmed, and they couldn't get Bill back, yeah. so they just had Sydney and his, his wife. wife, and they had some dialogue, and he goes, "We got it now. We can do these things." And I'm like, I think they couldn't. Get I, Bill really back like, I really didn't like. I really like. I think they had to finish the movie. Also, in the last <laughs> third, I think they lost. A lot of the camaraderie between Poitier and Cosby. That they aren't really even. That, a, they are together. That kind of that, that kind of took separate. a backseat, and that to me was the whole magic of the first half of the film. That was the best part. Yeah. So, for I me, I feel like what happened was Bill raped Sidney Poitier's mother. Okay? <laughs> 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 said, "I don't want to be your friend anymore." But then we're gonna make two more movies later. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Okay. So the first first half of the movie, three stars for me. Last half, or last third, two stars. It's a two and a half. I'm that's gonna give, how math works. I'm gonna give it a two and a half. I'm gonna give it a two and a half. I'm gonna go But I didn't hate it. A two and a half sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. I don't I actively think I 
didn't hate the last part as much as you, but I may not have liked the other part as much as you. So okay. I'm probably going to go with a two and a half anyway. Okay. <laughs> That's Uptown Saturday. That was our sneak preview. So, all right. Speaking of movies, I don't like as much as you. That doesn't mean anything, okay? Because right. nobody likes this movie as much as No, you. I don't think so. <laughs> All right, our last movie, we went to the Orpheum Theater to see Black Belt Jones, the movie that I wanted to see. So it's directed by Robert Klaus, who did, he directed Enter the Dragon. <laughs> it, the credits here say, Enter Jim Dragon, Dragon Kelly. Kelly. That's what it says on the poster, yeah. Well, okay, the fact that he directed Enter the Dragon explains why some of the fights in this are actually filmed really well. <laughs> yeah. Even though I don't think Jim Kelly is particularly good at fighting. No. Okay? But he's a martial artist. Like, he choreographed his fights and everything. I mean, just, there are yeah. parts of it where he, he's yeah, like, yeah, really yeah. good, and other parts where I'm like, oh, that could have been me. Okay? So, all right. <laughs> fat white guy. <laughs> story time. Just, Yay, stories. Here we go, story time. So this is, I have a history with this film. Which is why I love this movie yeah, so much. Those are, that we we had a one where I had a history. Yes, and that's why we got the, to tell that story. Oh right, the big hand lady. Your story. This is my story. About so back when you were a black belt Jones. So in black belt Jones. So when I was, uh, I think it was 19, 1995, I was in a band called Posh. It was a grunge band because that's it was ninety five. What year was this? Ninety five. You were like eighteen. Yeah. No, I was. I was. I was. I was nineteen. Seventy six. You turned nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. So I was that's nineteen. How math works. Yeah. So I was 19, we would watch movies my band would. And we went to Hollywood Video. My drummer picked this movie up. He's like, look at the cover. And it was this was the cover that just that square. Oh, that square. part of it. Okay. And it was just a black guy with an afro with a shirt off. And he but was like. The thing is, in that picture, yeah. the afro isn't nearly as good yeah. as it is in the movie. In the movie, and it's it a says, perfect sphere And it afro. says, Black Belt Jones. And my drummer was like, we're fucking renting this movie and we're going to watch it. Okay. And we watched it. Then after it was done, we rewound it, and we watched it again. I believe you. We laughed so hard. This is probably in my top it, top five times I've ever laughed. I probably laughed never harder than the first time I watched this I movie. I watched this movie sitting next to you, Austin. I'm still and laughing. typically, I'm not able to really super gauge whether you like the movie. I'm like, oh, Austin really likes this movie, because <laughs> I have a hard time understanding what they're saying over Austin's laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I, and it's funny because we were watching this on oh, like the day, the second day it came out, and people were like, "Why is this guy laughing so much?" <laughs> it's a, it is a very funny movie. It is really. We just funny. watched Uptown Saturday Night. Yeah, this movie is funnier. I know, okay? I know, we and t- it hasn't got comedy fucking well, legends in it. And I okay? know that you you were talking about like in the past podcast we were talking about like a good bad movie like what Wild Thing. Yes. To me, this is for me. This is my favorite bad movie. Okay. This is. So funny, like every second of this movie. In fact, I even our band on our demo, we sampled <laughs> lines. We were like, hey, let's go to McDonald's. That's in. Oh, the, God, that's in there. That's awesome. And even at the very end of the of the whole demo is, good God, look at me. Pinky's my name, and mine is my. We put oh, the whole Pinky rap. So here's the, the thing: the yeah. difference between this and Wild Thing. Is yeah, this movie knows what it is. Wild Thing was trying to be a good movie. Yeah, I think <laughs> Wild Thing. Failed. I think they, every way. I think Same they were Mame. Mame is also a yeah, yeah. good bad movie in my book because I think they they knew they were making a cheesy movie. Maybe not exactly you know as as uh, bad as as it ends up being. Yeah. But so Black Belt Jones, it's Jim Kelly who was in Enter the Dragon. Okay, that's why it just says Jim of, the Dragon. Just one Kelly. of the other fighters. He's one of the other fighters okay. in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Who dies? He dies in the movie. Um, Everybody dies in that movie, <laughs> including the guy who starred in the movie. In real life. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, 
but it, it's it's just about the. I mean, the plot is so convoluted in this movie. I couldn't tell you what the plot is. <laughs> I literally watched it. It's the most recent movie I have watched. Yes, and I don't know what happened in this fucking movie. So the- but periodically, Black Bell Jones kicks a bunch of people's asses. Yes, and he's almost as cool as What's Her Face, who kicks even. Better ass. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. played by Gloria Hendry, who was a Bond girl in *Live and Let Die*. Oh god, because she's fucking gorgeous. And also, <laughs> kick your ass. Yes. So essentially, the mafia wants a piece of property, um, and it because they want to own, they want to build a civic center. It's owned by Scatman Crothers, oh, who plays. The he plays, moment I saw that name in the credits, I'm like, I'm gonna love this. He played. Movie. I visited his uh, gravesite when I went to L.A. in January, oh, so I, I took a picture don't of it. Remind me that Scatman's oh. dead. Oh. Scatman's forever. <laughs> I, I love Scatman Crothers, but he, anyways, he plays Papa Bird, and it's Blackbird Karate School. <sighs> he dies in this movie. <laughs> in the funniest death scene oh, it's ever. Fucking, it doesn't make it's so, so like it's so but, it's so. But strange. so he owns this black karate school, and they want they want to take it over, but he doesn't want to give the money, so they start like muscling in, beating people up, and they call in Black Belt Jones to save the day. That's pretty much what it is. Also, after uh, Scatman Crothers is killed early on in the movie, they go in there. He's gambling, and Pinky and his and his guys. Pinky's one of the bad guys, and they hit him twice. And after the second hit, his eyes go glazed, and oh, he's dead. <laughs> he, he, he does a really good job because I'm like, I have seldom in a movie known much more than yeah. that dude was dead. But it was immediately. Like, it didn't even seem like, like he hit him hard. It was just like boop, dead. boop, and I'm like, he's deader in this than he is in The Shining. Okay, he's deader in that in the scene. The Shining gets killed with a fucking yeah, axe, yeah, yeah. but in this, he got punched twice, and now he's just super duper dead. Well, he was deader in that scene than he was in his coffin, where you could see him breathing. Oh yes. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. It was. Oh, this movie is hilarious. So, and then uh, Sydney. Uh, is his daughter, played by Gloria Hendry, who comes in and then she starts kicking ass too. And there's a bunch of other stuff going on where they're ripping off this guy to pay this guy to do this guy, but who cares? Yeah, it's, here's the thing. Right before Scatman dies, they're yeah. trying to get his yeah. like building. Yeah. They're giving us their building. Yep. That's Sydney's. And then and the yeah. next thing you find out, yeah. he hasn't seen Sydney since she was five. And I'm like, He's going to give that. He doesn't seem to care about her. <laughs> no, right, right, right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really also, goofy. He taught her, because Catman Crothers is a super kung fu master in this, okay? <laughs> and he taught her before he left yes. when he abandoned yeah, 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 them yeah, yeah. at five. And now, somehow, being taught to do kung fu in your form makes you a kung fu god. The one fight, <laughs> the one fight scene that he has is that he, he like punches a guy in the nuts and he's like, I got super fly. Who else going to sing Soprano? That's, oh <laughs> it's Hong Kong Fooey. He's the boy's Hong Kong is, Fooey. Yeah. Oh, God, you're right. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the most Hong Kong Fooey of all Hong yes. Kong Fooies. It's a little good. Water is good. Like I said, I have to kind of go into the beginning of this movie and like how I, how I just love every second of it. Soon I as, don't have that thing. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's just right. not, I'm not going to give it as high a star. It's four stars. <laughs> yeah, I, <know laughs> I fucking love this I movie. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> so... I love that old Warner Brother logo because that's the old the old seventies logo where it just like shoots out, and soon as the Warner Bo- uh, Brothers logo is going, you hear Congos. And I can hear your erection just go boing boing boing. <laughs> I'm like, I love this movie. And the the music in this film is phenomenal. Oh yeah, <laughs> by um uh, who did the music? Oh. Lu- Luce Dennis Coffee. Yeah. It hasn't got Gladys Knight. No, no, okay. no. But so it's funny because the first I would say the first ten minutes, with the exception of the title, it kind of takes a while to get going, but then after that it's just like even when it's not fighting, I love all the dialogue because it's that like 70s black exploitation jive talking dialogue 
There's oh, a lot of, of end bombs. A lot of end bombs in this movie. Oh, yeah, there's tons. <laughs> like, actually, in up this uptown and Claudine. Yeah, yeah. There is a, and actually a little bit in Newman's Law. Actually, yeah. there's a little yeah. bit of that. Too. Yeah. I'm like that. That that's that was real. <laughs> <laughs> the the way they talk. That, that's how they. That's how people yeah. talk. Because it all sounds. Because in yeah. in to yeah. our ears, that sounds like this is a parody. Yeah, this is a parody of urban speech. Yeah, nope. That's just how human yeah. beings talked in 1974. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll slap the black off you. It's like oh, <laughs> oh god, she is my favorite thing. So Scamman Crothers has like a, a lady or whatever, He's and like girlfriend. Yeah, she is terrific in this movie. Oh um, god, she awesome. She's and, really that, that she like watches them fight, and she's so happy to watch. Oh all yeah, these and then she kisses them and. and Oh, oh, oh. And one of my favorite scenes, too, is when they're, like, trying to get, you know, um, one of the guys is coming into the room. He's like, hey, Pop, I want to speak to you. And she's like, wait. And then she says the N-word. Wait, N-word? I got to put oh, some clothes on. a lot of N-words. Like, it was so funny, though. It just cracks me what up. What were they? They are, what they call? Oh, Bogarts. Bogarts. Treacherous yeah. N-words. That's, treacherous. that's what Bogarts are. Oh, my, they're so treacherous. <laughs> so treacherous. You got Junebug and Brother Charles oh, and, God, and Jelly. Treacherous. and so treacherous. And, uh, it's hilarity. But, um, but the first scene when you see, well, it actually opens with a guy being killed by the mob, which doesn't matter. But the guy that plays. You're right. What the fuck is right. that? It's a show. These are bad guys. So, really oh, there's people. his name. Vincent Barbie. They fail at killing people every other time they try Vin- to kill people. Vincent Barbie like plays Big Batman. Tuna. Emilio Tunasade. His voice is dubbed through the entire... And no one else's voice is dubbed. Nope. Pinky's once in a while. But um, his well, voice I mean, is dubbed through the whole... My he, assumption is... He, he had a thick Italian he accent. Had a thick accent. Yeah. So what they said, we're going to dub this... And Mario wasn't around yet, but we're going to go full fucking Mario. Okay. It is. I'm a mama tukada. <laughs> he wants the spaghetti. Tuna sari. Mama mia. But, but, his first, but his first line in the movie is like, the first line you hear in the movie just cracks me up. You already know what you're in for. As soon as you hear that, look at all that bread, will yeah, ya? The first thing you hear is the guy who's dubbed. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this whole fucking movie's dubbed. Nope. The, the just rest film. of the movie, periodically, I think there are times when they dub some yeah, other yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they dub it with the actual yeah, person, yeah, 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 yeah. so it works. Him is obviously a different person yeah, with a completely yeah. different style of speech, and his mouth says different shit. And he's holding time, that okay? money. These babies may be hot now, but in a couple of years, he kisses it, and, wah, and he throws it. And then they kill that guy with the worst strangulation I've ever seen oh, in a movie. God. His tongue's hanging out. He's like, ah. This is the weird thing, because I have not really heard this movie talked about oh, in the black exploitation things, and it should be. Because it's so it, fucking funny. It understands what it is. Yeah. And this is early in yeah. that period, and yeah. they said, we're going to go to crazy, crazy insanity time. And it gets, it gets crazier as the movie goes on. The opening titles is worth the price of admission alone, because yes. he's, you, he's you, a you bodyguard. You sit in shitty 1974 <laughs> here to do it. The, the, the opening is, he's like, there's a bunch of bad guys going to kill some or go after a guy that he's like d- doing a bodyguard job, bodyguard job for or whatever. You see him approaching the guy and he's jumps up behind a car in slow motion. And the music just starts. Silly freeze frames during the opening or freeze frames, every credit. And he jumps down and, and he's, he jumps in the middle of the air and it freeze frames on him and he's got that full He's got, he's got Bruce, Bruce Lee mouth. Yeah. That's what it is. He's going, ooh, he's got the Bruce Lee like well, fierce lips. And down. then when he fights and he hits people, he goes, well, And then and he goes, woo! They went all in on the, on the punch sound effects because it truly does sound like gunshots when people get hit. <laughs> Kabang! And then when people's nuts get hit, it sounds like, oh, God. Like people's nuts are getting But there's crushed. literally 
no sound effect at the end of the movie when she is repeatedly throwing people in a garbage truck and smashing them to bits. <laughs> Nothing. You barely even hear the gar- garbage truck sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, those dudes are getting smushed. And no. And then at the end of the movie, the one of them is still screaming. And I'm like, no, that guy's dead. I saw him get smushed in a garbage truck. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's so crazy. So then um, oh, there's a great fight scene, too, when they turn the lights on and off. Where, oh, that is actually because I had no idea. He said every three seconds. You're like, what's like, going what the on? Fuck, three seconds. Oh, every sort of roundabout three seconds. Yeah. He turns the lights so on. So they're in. So the, Pinky and his gang are coming in. It's to, somewhat. It's somewhat like that Three Musketeers yeah, fight. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes into. They they all go into this this uh, dark room or whatever the dojo, and then every three seconds, Toppy, who is a uh, uh, Black Belt Jones friend, turns on the light every three seconds, and when he turns on the light, he just magically appears and starts hitting everybody and then the lights go off and then they go back on again <laughs> and in between each one there's like the bad guys are talking to each other one of the times when it's dark you hear a punch like a Pff! and then you hear pinky's like who the fuck hit me and then black belt jones is like batman motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny and then after they get done doing that they they leave and Toppy's like, ah, he does that l- crazy laugh where he's just, oh, he thought it was hilarious. And he was like over laughing um, in that film. I, I, you said four stars. Oh, I love this movie. I, I'm giving it like a three. I, I figured I'm you would. give it like a human rating. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, still yeah. really good. It's so funny. And I will funny. happily watch this movie Oh, it's again fun. Again and again. Well, this is, this is one of those movies that I want to, every, like, oh, you haven't seen it? I love showing this. Yes. To people. This and, is the reason we went to this date. Yes, because you specifically. I wanted you to watch I'm this like, movie. Uh, we we do it sometimes when we go to specific dates. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, what we yeah. did here. Yeah. Weirdly, for uh, for my movie, it just happened to appear. We, we were looking at the thing, and I'm like, "Oh, we've seen that fucking movie." I don't know that if we would have heard of. This, I don't. We know, just happened to stumble on it. I don't know if we would have done it because this was in one week in Minneapolis. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. These so, are not the kind of movies that lasted because <laughs> these because we did have multiplexes, right? And a multiplex thing, this thing yeah. would last a few weeks. There's a. a there's a few things. There's a lot of things that I talk about. One of my favorite scenes is a fight scene where he kicks a guy, and the guy flies like 15, 20 feet in the middle of the air oh, it's in slow crazy, motion, like slow he, motion kick, which is no better than any other kick in the movie. Yeah. Okay, and then the guy flies through the air in slow motion ah! and goes through a window, and I'm like, "Well, oh, you've seen like we've literally seen." 20 other people go through windows. What's so fucking special about this movie? What's so special about this movie? Like, I think when we watched that um, back then, when I first watched it, we were on that like five times because I was oh, laughing I believe so it. hard. Also, at that. the problem is I'm not currently on drugs like you were. <laughs> no, I, would, I didn't do drugs back then. My other guys, my other bandmates were definitely on drugs. Somebody was on drugs. <laughs> Nobody in this. Well, we were in the Orpheum. I don't know. <laughs> it was we were, the two of us were not. I drugs. smelled. I smelled some weed. <laughs> yeah. Um. In 1974, Orpheum. Oh, we for could, sure. We could for smell sure. Weed. What else? Oh yeah, Glory Hendry has that great fight scene when she shows up to the hip pocket and takes all of Pinky's men up, and you're like, "Holy shit, she's better than Black Belt oh, Jones." She is better. <laughs> I. Yeah, I mean, he does longer takes, yes, which yes. I think are a little more yeah. athletic. And he does the stupid spin kick, which is just fucking terrible at all. And then he does that flip thing it. too, where he flips oh, and God, kicks yeah. people. But but she comes into the hip pocket, and she's they're just like, "Bitch, you better get out of here before you get your ass wept." <laughs> I knew at that point, at that point, at that point, they were going to end up in a fight. 
and they sort of end up in a fight. And at one point, she kicks him, and he does like twelve backflips. Oh, right, right, and she right. She just gets like super wet. Okay, yeah. but oh my god, oh he can backflip after I kick him. <laughs> I love him so much now. But that one line when she's just like, "I'm gonna make you look like a sick faggot," and I was like, "I can't believe she just said." Oh, she problem. says she says that she, she throws those f bombs a couple of times. Okay? Oh my god, that was so. Oh yeah. So then there's like a that love is a thing. When yeah. people actively don't think she's the hottest thing in the world. Like, you're gay. <laughs> and and you're like, she's not wrong, okay? Yeah. She is super hot. So, so yeah. after, yeah, about about two-thirds into the movie, there is a courting love scene that lasts like seven minutes long. And it's Mostly them, on them the, running around on the beach. And they're like... And it's all her. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every it's, minute of well, she's just... That, that, well, that's when she said, when she uh, yeah. called him that again, because she was she's just like... I don't need no woman that badly. She's like, what's the matter? Like, why you hen house? My cookie would kill you. You know, it's like, I love all the dialogue. They end up movie. kicking two other naked people out, out of, of their tent. tent. Yeah. And then they just bang it out in that oh, tent. But before that, there's then a, they, there, they steal like three cars in this movie. There's a on. homeless guy playing guitar on the oh, beach. Yeah. That and guy they, was sad. They take I think his, that was his actual fucking car they smashed. They take his guitar and they smash it. And then they go away, and the camera lingers on it for like ten seconds of the guy looking he's like he's legit, about shit, like miserable like, and sad. That guy killed himself that night. <laughs> I mean, they, unless they gave him a new guitar, I don't know. Because I mean, here's the thing: that guitar looked like a shitty problem. Well, but actually, all guitars look like shitty problems when you smash them. Okay, that, so that chasing, the love chasing, where they're chasing each other around on the beach. There's obviously an electric guitar solo yeah. thing going on, and then they cut this acoustic yeah, tune, yeah. and I'm like, he's not playing that song. That, that scene lasts so long that they it fades out, and another song begins. Oh, yeah. And then there's like the scene, there's like a guy holding balloons, and Blackbell Jones pops every single one of those with his oh, hands. Oh, he just punches. <laughs> I, obviously, he has like nails on his fingers or something. Or some kind of but pin he's like or something. punches and yeah, pops them yeah. off, and all the kids are sad now, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, this movie is fucking amazing. <laughs> And then, God damn it, three and a half stars. Yes. Okay. So the finale of the movie, though, the finale where there's a big chase scene and stuff, and she doesn't have panties on, and they, they throw her panties. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, what? The son of a bitch throws her panties in my throws, face? He threw his panties at me. And right. then they, like, put on the wipers or the pipe. They yeah, get, yeah, they yeah, get yeah. wiped away. And well, they like, steal, and then they steal those guys' cars. And like, they steal, hey. like, a fucking Mustang. It's they're a like, fucking sweet ride. And hey, in it. you cats, you cats believe in nonviolence, right? So don't say anything while I take your car. I was like, what? It's just bizarre. <laughs> and they were, like, going to go like, his surfing. Car? His car, Blackwell Jones is a cool yellow. What is it? Ah, uh, okay. You're you looked at the up. word cool wrong. Okay, I like it's it. a yellow AMC Pacer. It looks cool. It looks like hey, it's, <laughs> it it was brand new and it already looked like a piece of shit. Okay? <laughs> but the big finale takes place in a, a garbage truck car wash, which is actually a kind of a cool location. Yeah, it's a big car wash. But he hits the, big garbage. He trucks, hits yeah. the button, or he just he. I he, don't know. He hit it with something, and somehow it malfunctioned, and all it did was spit out soap. Soap suds. <laughs> And literally, it's up to their heads. And they're fighting in all these soap suds. Oh, it goes on forever. For like 10 minutes. Periodically. And then they throw people in the soap. And then he punches them. And then she grabs people and throws them in the garbage cup back there and swishes them. (laughs) And then she grabs another guy. And then she needs Blackwell's help for the big guy. Oh, Pinky. Because (laughs) Pinky's a big dude. And and it's funny. Even both of them. It's like, Pinky is helping. That then one, again, I'll that tell one you, guy yeah, yeah, legit yeah. got in just because he was sort of pointed. Because yeah. he had, like, hitting the nuts. Oh. And I was like, I'd rather be dead now. So I'll just jump in there. Speaking of nuts, Gloria Hendry Sydney, she, there's that one guy that wears that kind of beanie. And she always grabs his nuts. 
whole oh, whole movie, and she's just like she works that guy's nuts. Well, and she like literally takes him by his nuts and th- by his nuts throws him into the garbage. Yeah, she basically <laughs> picks him up and throws him against the wall by holding his nuts. And I'm like, that guy's fucking sad. But there was like only one time where they did the nut sound where you could hear like a nut crack. Right, it was. And I'm like, oh, that guy fucking dog guy's miserable. <laughs> that cracking sound is a bad sound. Um, there's some all uh, also funny lines and too after they get done beat. Uh, beating up a bunch of bad guys, he looks at everyone and was like, hey, let's go to McDonald's. Oh, God. And no, then that no, one it guy... was on the phone. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like, on the phone, he called the bad guy, yeah. and he comes out, let's go to McDonald's. And people are like, oh, yeah, McDonald's. They were like, so happy that they That's super cool. Oh, McDonald's. McDonald's awesome. <laughs> oh, and uh, Isaac's in it from uh, yeah, Love Yeah, well, Boat. sort of. He's in it, but he's in it very long. No, he's not in it very you long. You had to tell me. You goddamn anti-communist. <laughs> oh, God. He just said, uh, he just, he calls people communists because they don't want to get, you know, robbed, I guess. <laughs> we gotta, I mean, makes sense. We got to <laughs> fix his cavities. Well, there's that one scene when they, uh, to, uh, Emilia Tunisari takes Pinky down and then puts a, like, it's like a reverse shot, but he, like, hits a pool ball and it goes right into his mouth. <laughs> That's like well, at one point they were threatening to smash this yeah. guy's mouth. Yeah. But it never happened. No, nope, that happened it, later. Sorry, it did happen. It very much insinuated to be happening directly after this yes, shot because yes, yes, they didn't yes. show. So yes, this movie, I have four stars for me just because it's so entertaining and enjoyable, and I love every second of it. Now, it's it's one of those movies that you have to like watch it with a group of friends. It's yeah. just it's so watch. much fun. Yeah, watch to watch. Yeah. You're gonna laugh watch at it movie alone, and riff at it, and it's it's really fun. And sometimes you'll watch a movie and then it wears off after 15 minutes. I think the movie gets better as it goes. It I does. think it does. It does. Because the first 15 minutes are like, okay, that opening was cool, but now there's some slow stuff. The stuff gets crazier by the end. It gets more it nuts and more nuts. It isn't like Uptown Saturday Night where it's cool no. and funny yeah. and crazy and then at the end it's like, we have to actually make this plot oh. work now. This... There's a plot, but yeah. they literally nobody gives a shit. Oh, there's okay? a, oh, and then we got the train fight too, where they're on this like oh, that's train. Right. They and, threw like twelve people out of windows. And in that the, one. every window on that train gets a guy thrown through, yep. <laughs> including like this giant guy who's the last one. And they're gonna act like there's this big fight, and then he hears some sound effects that guy went through the window. And I'm like, and then he's like, Fli- oh, there's that he one guy showed us kicking that guy's butt, but whatever. Oh, and then that one guy flinching at the. At the oh yeah, there was like, there was a couple of times I noticed where a guy where really people flinching. were having like weird seizures because they just got yeah, the yeah, shit yeah. kicked out of them. So yes, I could probably still keep going about this movie, but I won't. Um, I love Black Belt Jones. It's a great, bad movie. I recommend so, yeah. watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah, this was just one of those movies that, yeah, I just love. And in fact... God damn it, this poster is cool. Though. Yeah. <laughs> actually, you know, and it's funny too, I actually, um, about 10 years ago, there's a theater called The Trilon. Have you ever been there? I've heard of it. It's no. in South Minneapolis. And have we not been there? I um you ha- I we haven't been for, there for any of our things. Oh no no it's Is it's it new? it's a newer theater. Oh. It's a revival theater that shows oh, old okay. movies. And oh, they had a okay. series ten years ago called The Defenders. Well, ten years ago, I was writing films for uh, the Minnesota Film Board, and I had my own oh. site called the Film Geek Central. And that's they, where our name of this yeah. podcast came from. Austin? Film Geek Time Machine. So what they did was they um asked me to do a series of called the defenders where you pick a movie and you talk about why you like it so much and why it should be. And I showed this movie in the theater. Oh wow. And there was about 50 people and we were all laughing and good. And people thank me. People thank me afterwards. Like I've never heard of it. Thank you for showing this movie. Cause it was, it was hilarious. Awesome. Awesome. So awesome. that's how much I like this movie that I've already shown. I've hosted well, a screening. Now of you film. finally showed it to me. And I, and I just, and doing this podcast, I'm like, I have to fucking do an episode where I talk yes, about this movie. Yes, that so. works. That Anyways, 
Black Belt Jones, last one. So that's so that it. means the first three episodes of this season were cheater ones without specific dates. Well, we're, and so next, next, next one, up, nope, it is going to be a cheater one too. Which one's the next one? We're going to the Day Kennedy Machine. Oh, 63! <laughs> that was the next one. Yeah, Kennedy Machine. We're going to stop that assassination, right? Yeah. Uh, we're going to stop it? No, we're going to Dallas to stop the assassination. No. Nope. Nope. Right? Paradise. Right? We're going <laughs> to stop where, No, Austin. It just starts a branching timeline. We're fine. We won't disappear. Okay. <laughs> but so yeah, so we're going to back next week. Oh yeah, so out of the movies, for me, me of course, Black Belt Jones is my favorite of the series. Oh, uh, you're really going to hate um, this, but I think Manny's favorite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that um, makes sense. I love it so much. Probably, the, I don't know. It, it for an actual good movie, I would probably go Three Musketeers for me. Actually, no. I'm sorry, Claudine. The actual best movie is Claudine. Okay, for me, I, w- I would give it to Three Musketeers for me. Yeah, because I like is But Claudine's really good. Claudine's really movie good. Movie of actual quality. In this I would say, much. um, for the two leads, actor and actress, goes to Claudine. Oh yeah, Diane exactly. Carroll and James. It doesn't Jones. matter what the other stuff. They were both the best performances of. I think so. Movies. Though I did actually really like George Pappard in Newman's. George Pappard was good, but then we uh, and then we they meet with Claudine with the guy who actually is amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck you, George, fuck you, George Pappard. You suck now. I'm trying to think of what I would do supporting actress. As much as I didn't care for the movie, I did like B. Arthur a lot as supporting actress. Like she's I good. Got you. <laughs> You're not wrong. She's good. It's got to be that. But weirdly, um, I mean, Claudine's kids are also really well. Oh, good. yeah. When, you know what? The, when, who when, the when, daughter? When the yeah. daughter gets knocked up, yeah. she is bawling. That's a really good and scene. And it's just like, but you're right. I have to go to be Arthur. She's fucking magic. I'm trying to think of supporting. She's magic. Supporting actor, like maybe someone in Three Musketeers. I mean, supporting actor is the son in Claudine. It's okay. All, it's all Claudine, baby. It's all Claudine. It's all you. Claudine. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I really like Christopher Lee. I might give it to him. You could do that. That's, I mean, he is good. He's Chris Lee. What, is he going to do sucking? No. Yeah. Even if he fucking hates the thing he's in, you're like, oh, oh he, was he's, really, he was really good in that movie. <laughs> he was really good in that shitty movie. Yeah. So, no, that was, yeah, that was, uh, that was a fun episode. I, I like going back to the 70s. I, I, the thing is, unlike you, with because of the weirdness of MAME, yeah. I actually mostly like like all these fucking movies. And Newman's Law is... I didn't was, hate any of them. Well, no, Law I didn't hate MAME. I hated was disappointed yeah, in yeah, yeah. is the Newman's Law yeah. because I was like, I wanted this... Because I had seen George Rappard, and I'm like, there's a chance this movie's really good. And it isn't bad. Yeah. It just isn't good. There's a <laughs> it's weird... Just, it's just a movie. I, I gotta bring Actually, something no, up from... Actually, no. My biggest disappointment, I want you to like fucking Bill Cosby. That makes me want to kill myself. I was disappointed okay? with the second half of that movie, yeah, for but sure. But I don't want to like Bill Cosby. Right, I, uh, He's a yeah. fucking horrible Mon- monster. Yeah. I, oh, in Newman's Law, I do got to talk about, there's that weird... They throw in a little bit of weird humor once in a while. Like that one scene where they fool that one cop, that rookie cop... And then they're like, yeah. you go shoot that guy. And then they go, ta-da! Yeah. That was a weird it's moment. It's weird. There's some weird... That's, why, that's why the problem with Numa's Lie is... It didn't know what it wanted it to be. It almost... It's, it could... It has potential to be a good movie, but I think that stupid poster where he has the gun and stuff yeah. makes you go into it thinking this is going to be a fucking action fest. And then there's a cool opening action thing. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, I got to wait 20... No, hour and 20 minutes for yeah. more action. So great. What great news. So, but I would give it a, just another shot, maybe. I might, except for we have a lot of movies to watch. So probably <laughs> so never, probably watch, never watch that again. <laughs> All right, well, that was it for this time. So, yeah, next time we're going to go back when uh, Kennedy was assassinated. That would be November 22nd. November 22nd. I'm okay. sorry. 63. What we're actually doing is we're traveling to the day right before the first airing of the very first episode of Doctor Who. Oh, really? It, it was the very next day. Oh, I didn't day. know that. I did. Oh, and wow. that's the actual day. Was that in America Doctor or was that in B- just no, in England? In England. That uh, doesn't show up in America for years. That's what I did. Yeah, okay. I didn't think so. Okay. Probably didn't show up in, the US, in public television in okay. the U.S. for years. <laughs> well, that was good. Again, um, 
thank you for listening. And also, please check out our Instagram and yes. other stuff. And watch, <laughs> um, let's see, of these movies, uh, watch Claudine. Claude, yeah, Claudine is really good yeah, to watch. Three Musketeers, uh, three, maybe. I'll watch them all. Just, uh, three Musketeers is sure. good. Go ahead. And Black Belt if Jones. If you want to marathon one of these things to see the life that we've had to live, watch, watch these six movies in this order. And you'll, <laughs> you'll at least you'll be happy because the last one was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's super fun. Anyway, so until next time, I'm Austin Kennedy. I'm that other guy, Tim Kaiser. Yay. And we'll see you next time. You're, you're good. You're getting better at this. Yay. Like, the entire season. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh,